captured Bastard Callista. We have been betrayed. The Warmaster has turned for the life of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra. They carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the warp is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. And welcome to Age of Empire, the podcast that is of the opinion that if you judge your ability to afford games virtual prices is the same as racial equality in society, then please unsubscribe, as your head is so far up your ass, you may not be able to hear anything anyway. Here, here. Joining myself, straight, straight out the gates. Joining myself, uh, I'm Chris, uh, completing the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young style <laughs> Is the uh, ever wonderful Michael Bottrell? Hello. The joyous Robertine. Good evening. And the delightful Graham Mills. Hello there. Right. So Who's we have got some Matt Crosby stills. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. I was just curious as to who was the, you know, which of the Crosby stills Nash and Young. Well, you're not young. Well, no, so basically. Rob has to, Rob would have to be Neil Young because he joined after probably uh, still true, from Nash, you see. True, true, true. Wow. Anyway, there you go. That but does I, mean I, I was thinking of quartets and I was like, well, you know. And also we are strife uh, with constantly the possibility of breaking up any other moment. So <laughs> I, I, I thought that you know, when we come together it's something good. The rest really? of the time it, it have you guys got a separate anyway. WhatsApp chat that I'm not in then and you just can't tell me about that one? <laughs> Yoko effect with Rob. That's what's done it. It's not, it's, you know. But yeah, I, I thought that was the the closest uh, sort of musical mm-hmm. quartet that I could. I like it. Very Other good. suggestions are, are of course welcome. Well, there we go. Next month we shall see. So what we do? Yeah, indeed. So we're going to take a look at. Well, it says on the list here new releases. Uh, Michael must have been scraping some serious barrels to come up with something for that section this evening. I have scraped no barrels. <gasps> good heavens. Uh, we've got the usual update of what we've been up to this month. Uh, news, the augury scanner. Which Myself and Michael will be going through the Lesio Griffonicus. Get that right. Go blimey. And then we've got the Outcast Sons list challenge. And the yeah. list, and then the roundup of events that may or may not be happening. Obviously, we now know that Blood and Glory uh, is not happening. Right. No. Wah, wah, wah. Sad okay. news, but probably the right decision for people overall. Mm. Yes. 700 yeah. people is a lot. Yeah. Mm. It's just, yeah. But we should have to... It gives us more time to get the Sons of Horus ready for Blood and Glory next year. We might just have it done. Mind you, we made good strides this month. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so, 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 so. Yes. Uh, 
Right, you may have noticed that our website has been given an update, a little spruce, a little spring cleaning. Mr. B's been a busy bee. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to use, and we're going to be putting more articles. Michael's been doing the regular uh, board stories about the terrain and things that we have for Cardi Legends. Which yeah, really, uh, really Graham, Graham wants me to change it to Boardwalk Edge of Empire. I think that makes sense. I think it makes <laughs> so much more sense. Yeah. A marketing opportunity there i've never I've, ne- I've never seen that but steve buscemi looks like the kind of guy that would probably play with little soldiers totally totally and and listen to our podcast of course yes i'm sure steve's a big listener <laughs> <laughs> i look forward to getting the message in the inbox uh we well, have been actually sorry, you know sorry complete tangent you know uh, Henry Carvel doing his uh, painting of Custodes? Yeah, Custodes player. Yeah, well, my, my wife put on his Twitter thing, she put a link to our... So who knows, Henry Carvel could be listening to us right now. Well, but, he, but he's Superman, he could be listening, just listening. He wouldn't need to download it, he could just hear <laughs> us talking. And I'd also like to point out that, basically, I play the same army as him, so that makes me better than you. <laughs> okay. If, if, if you so wish to actually well, i can't because because obviously most celebrities keep that as a secret you know they'd rather admit to a threesome with you know various animals and dwarves or something rather than saying they play Thing, Warhammer. power game mode that, that's because uh, that's because that's because that's because that sells more newspapers though doesn't it that's very uh, true. good point very good public no publicity is bad publicity is they say absolutely yeah. Right, I will get to this next section on the list here. Uh, we have been asked to become an affiliate of The Outpost, an excellent friendly local gaming store in Sheffield. I know that one. I've been there. There we go. That's an endorsement there. Right there. Right yeah. there. Robbing has been there. That's what our new... We should have that on the website. Places we've been. It's, it's a good shop. I like it. I've, I've, I've been in a few times. It's in a nice bit of Sheffield City Centre, part of the regenerated bit. It's a decent store. Sheffield's well, uh, well worth a visit. It's got a really nice cherry tree that's uh, been was grafted off one from Hiroshima in the Peace Gardens. Really nice. There you go, Rob Ing, local historian. Come for, come, come, come for the Warhammer, stay for the information. <laughs> stay for the history. Mm. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So we're going to include their prices on our uh, list of new releases when we get them, if we can. Um, and you can use the link on our website to them. Gives us a little few pennies, and of course, we are still affiliated with Element Games, so you've got choices. You yeah. lucky devils. Mm. Affiliated with multiple people. Oh, We're affiliate right. affiliating around. Yeah, we are. We get around. We're getting around slowly. The tendrils spread. There's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> okay. There is. Well. I think we're going to go into a little statement, and yes, then we're going to move on with new releases. We at Edge of Empire were horrified by the brutal murder of George Floyd, and it's sadly just another death in a society in which systematic discrimination against people in black, Asian and minority ethnic groups is all too prevalent. And the UK and the Warhammer community is not free of this. But we are four white men, and frankly we can never understand how this actually impacts on the lives of people who suffer from this. So I'd urge you to listen to the voices of BAME people within the Warhammer community. Really listen to what they have to say 
and what our community and society at large can do to improve. We fully support the Black Lives Matters movement and any other that wants to see changes in society to make sure that all people, regardless of race, gender and sexuality, are free to live their lives in the same way with the same privileges. And as Games Workshop said, if you don't feel this way, then you will not be missed. Okay, and we're into this month's new releases. And we, we actually have had some uh, books and a model. So we'll start off with the first release, which was Child of Chaos, uh, a um, short story uh, from Chris Rate. Uh, that's 249 from Black Library. I think you can get it on Amazon, Kindle, and Kobo and stuff as well. Um, and it's actually a really good story. But um, that is uh, that, that's from last year's event anthology, I think it was. And who does that uh, feature? Erebus. Boom. <laughs> uh, the model release, we had a model release that you can use in Heresy. Oh, here no we go. question. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. Is this, hang on a second. Is this is the it, Tau gun suit we were talking about it, the other day? Is it yes. Primaris Gun-drones flip-flops or something? <laughs> nonsense like that. It's a Tech Priest Manaplus. Is that the fat one who's picking his yeah. nose? Yes. Right. It is That's the fat the one who's picking his nose. It's actually a really nice model. I've just painted two of them. The other month, it's and just, maybe it's just whispering to you know, yeah, it's got his fingers, te- te- you know, steepled in front of him, you know, like the uh, uh, Gab Forp says the lion does in every single book. Oh, right, it does look from this angle like he is doing an Elmer Fudd again, yeah. shh, I'm hunting rabbits, <laughs> yeah, but it's a really nice model. There's that's, a couple of, couple of different guns on there, actually, Mr. B, yep. I wish to point out that I've just looked at this section, so I have the show notes in front of me. And of the new releases you, you claim to make, there are two, three things, four things that are actually able to be bought. Yes, the rest of them that is true. are like some sort of tease. You know, it's a bit like the well, we mentioned uh, but podcast equivalent of of. Yes. Um, of the, the bullseye, bullseye speed boy, bullseye yeah. speed boy. Yeah. Let's see what you would have won. <laughs> yeah. Well, we mentioned them, but anyway, Tech Priest Manipulist, that's £22.50 uh, or £19.13 at Element Games or £18 at the Outpost. So I think it's a nice model, to be honest. I really do. Okay. But um, then we've got Sons of the Selenar, a long awaited novella. Uh, hardback, it's £18 from Games Workshop, or you can get the EPUB for £9.99, uh, or hardback is £15.30 at Element Games, or £14.40 at The Outpost. I just started reading this myself um, last night. So I've far, I've about this. Where does it sit timeline-wise? Don't tell me anything else about it. Uh, I haven't quite got that to that point. I think I think it's during the Solar War. It, it's, I think, just after the Solar War. Right. Um, right just so. before the siege. Having well, read, I, having having read, the, having read the first wall, I'm all right. I'm not going to. Yeah, no, no, you're gravy. Uh, oh, I, cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. But it's it's pretty good so far. I've only only like the second chapter, but obviously we've got the reawakened captain of the ship, who seems to be a bit of a knob. Um. But is he an iron hand by any chance? Yes. Yeah, that'll be why then. <laughs> 
Yeah, we don't like iron hands on this show. Um, whoa, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. Speak for yourself. Okay. You can't make a I, statement like that. 50% of the show don't like iron hands. Oh, thank you. Crikey. You mean 50%? Well, who, what, what? Hang on. <laughs> 75. What, what, what percentage of the show am I? Hang on. This is an important conversation. I take it you don't like iron hands either. No, but. There we go. What percentage of the show? Right, so it's seventy-five percent of the show. Seventy-five percent of the show disapproves of the Iron Hands. I knew I was in the minority here. Anyway, oh, let's, get, on, let's get into this quickly. Graham being in the minority, the man who is who is being victimised, I believe, is now the yeah. You know, well, I was going to go into that. He's got his supporter. No. <laughs> I think yes. you find that that was, you know, if you think about it, for every one sense. person who comments, yeah. you know, there's probably about a thousand people who feel similar. Yeah. Do you know who else says similar <laughs> things to that, Graham? What's that? Donald Trump says similar things to that. <laughs> just so we're clear on that. Well, clearly it's true. But uh, are I we just want to say, actually, I'm Donald Trump. No. Yeah. Fer- Ferris Manus killed at Istvan. Fake news. Let's, let's yeah. just cut that. What? This, we'll we talk about this later because yes. it's important. <laughs> later. We'll talk about it later. Okay, other releases. Uh, you had the next five hardback, you know, the big hardback books uh, for the um, Heresy books. That was uh, Fear to Tread, Shadow to Treachery, Betrayer, Angel Exterminators, Mark of Calf. These were made to order. They were previously up for order before lockdown, and then they've gone back up two weeks. It's gone now. It ended last Saturday. So... If you wanted them, you've missed out, I'm afraid. That's why you don't depend on us for new releases. That's why we're asking Michael why we've included them in the list. That's always nice to mention it. They were £20 each. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, And then the next one, not really a big deal. Uh, Heralds of the Siege, the paperback, because some people still like the paperbacks. I like a a standard format paperback. Well, that's how they first came out, isn't it? Exactly. You know, they come out in, like, three different, like, you know, several different formats now so you, you know you know why they changed them no idea certain literary reviews refuse to re, uh, refuse to rate um paperbacks and count paperback sales because they review it as pulp fiction in the non-tarantino sense of it so they once <laughs> once they started selling once they started selling best part of a million per um book that was released they were like fine We'll do a hardback edition. Then you've got to admit that we're selling this many of them because when you when you sell a hardback, they then also count paperback sales in totals, mm. and that and that's why all of a sudden every single one became a bestseller. But yeah, there you go. Very cool. But there you go. Anyway, so Point, pointless fact number nine thousand and six. Yeah, Herald of the Siege seven ninety nine or six seventy nine at Element Games, and that's your new releases. So one model, three books. I mean, there were other things we could have bought, right? But yes, that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you wanted a stretch, yes, there's some Mechanica stuff for 40k that you could use for cannibalizing and parts and stuff. But oh, I think the new um, horrible flyer things. I like it. I like those flyers. I like the uh, the podcast was interesting. I had listened to the Voxcast podcast this week at work with Jez Goodwin and Darren Latham talking about that and oh, yeah, the. That and the um, dog cavalry things. Um, I was convinced they were horses, but apparently they're greyhounds um, that they're based on. Yeah, uh, I thought they, I thought they must have been horses until until I listened to that, and it was like, wow, yes, they are. Now I can't unsee horses. Mm, okay, I, I'll, as own owner of two greyhounds, I should probably give those a look. 
Yeah, yeah. And think, you know, you are not doing this to my dotty. Get away. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bayon will just headbutt people if he was a... Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be more of your sort of traditional... Um, what were the ones? Beasts of Corn, I think, would probably sum it up yeah. quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's better. Right? Slightly better temperament, but, you know. He still wears a brass collar. He likes, he to, he likes to stick his head in. He certainly does, yeah. Let's put, yeah. Well, um, what was it, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Duncan did a um, painting guide on them, actually, on his website. Oh, right, OK. On, on, the, on, on the horses. Uh, sorry, dogs, dog cavalry. It was quite good. Anyway, right. Shall we shall we move on to what we've been up to? Let's. Okay. Next up, uh, we run through what we have been doing over the last month. So. Usually this starts off with a load of promises that we fail to keep. And then we Hello. give a, a, a myriad Hi. of different excuses as to why we fail to do that. Uh, so uh, first out the bag, with no excuses, I hasten to add. In fact, I've exceeded my objectives, uh, is me. So uh, the Pyra class needs to be done because I want to run my Salamander's army in a version that doesn't require me to use the fire drakes every game. Fire drakes are a bit, bit much sometimes. So I've got these Basically. 10 fire drakes and uh, I'd never want to paint another pyroclast in my life, to be honest with you. I hated doing them because they're just a bit too fiddly for my uh, limited skills. So, um, but I got them done. So I've got all 10 done. They look okay. They match the rest of the army, which is good, but they've got a lot of flames on them. So that's always a bit of a challenge getting that I slightly been raised. I wouldn't be tempted to do them as just like gold trim. Yeah, they, I, I'm not sure whether I, I've done it now. It's too late. I, I thought I'd set myself a little bit of a challenge. So I did. Fair but enough. Yeah, they look OK. Um, the other thing was they were, they're, they're also draped in uh, Drake scales. If you look on the if you look on the Forge World page, you can't really see because they use a very light green for the scales. A sort of darker green for the armor, so didn't really have a lot of contrasting paints that I could use because of the arm, the sort of color scheme that I'd use. So I'd use the Stegadon esque, um, sort of lightened up to yeah. give my scales at least a different definition. So I've got some different colors on there. So there's for me, that was a lot of work and it was uh, it was a bit of an effort to be honest with you, but anyway. Done. It's paid off. So I'm pleased. Yeah, they look really good. It's paid off. Very pleased with that. So again, not gonna. And then I also, uh, before I did the pirate class, got back into my painting groove by working out how to do the Sons of Horus, the heavy support squad, yep. which I promised to do. So managed to find a, a relatively easy way for me, anyway, to paint them using my usual combination of uh, dry brushing and um, <laughs> liberal application of washes. So I'm quite pleased that they turned out okay. Uh, so I've got them done uh, with the Volkites. So they look all right. I'm quite happy with those. Um, I did say that I was going to probably maybe stretch to a Forge World model when it opened, but uh, I knew I wasn't going to have the money. So I lashed out on a secondhand Land Raider um, uh, off eBay and then stripped that down, which was a chew on in itself, and then uh, painted that up for my Salamander. So, uh, what did you use to strip it down? 
bio strip 20 whatever it is yeah, but nice. it, it was just yeah. it's just that the problem is that there's a lot of nooks and crannies where yeah. the bio strip gets stuck and it's really hard to get it back out again if you see what i mean because if you sort of liberally coat the bio strip it gets into places and then trying to even washing it doesn't necessarily get it out you've got to physically kind of brush it off or something so mm-hmm. yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a chew on because you know yeah i kind of painted it and then realized that there was a bit of bio strip bio strip still in there i was like oh goodness so yeah that sucked but anyway it's done now so i've got a full salamander's army now so there's a number of options there i can do a sort of close combat based army an assault army uh i can do a shooty army sit at the back without a a defense line hasten to add uh, and shoot and i can also do a sort of hybrid of the two so that's great so i'm really pleased with that army looking forward to playing that in the not too distant future so yeah done and done so all in all i did a single land raider 10 class, and i think it was eight maybe actually it was may have been 10 um volkite sons of us as well so here's a question for you guys what do you think slightly controversial um with with the things we've got a bit of time let's talk about it with the move to the primaris Mm-hmm. Who's Which... playing Tetris in the background? That'd be oh, sorry. Not a... <laughs> I, I, went into, I went. I went into Battlescribe to get my list up. Yeah. I went, yeah, I went yeah. into Battlescribe to get my list up, and because I haven't paid for it this year, I've gotten a flipping advert for casino stuff. I stand by my Facebook comment earlier today. About no, no, no. You're fair. Yes, fair. It's fair. Actually, I'm building a squad of tactical marines, so you know. Okay. Um. So yeah. So do you guys think so Primaris? It feels, I know there's lots of, no, no, it won't happen, it won't happen, but I'm guessing, you know, with new release in a new edition, which of course was was mentioned this month as well, um, that the existing models I, and things like the Land Raider, do you think they become less popular, which means that you might be able to pick up a few bargains in the Land Raider, Rhino and um, Vindicator, maybe even Predator space going forward? You know, a couple of second-hand bargains as the market. You know, people are, well, I'm not going to play this. I'm going to move to Primaris, so I'm going to get rid of my, sec- my old normal marine stuff. What do you think? The thing is, it'll become collector, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll just be, oh, yeah, what I want is a, a vintage look, so I'll go for an old-style Land Raider and I'll make it look like a Rita Repulsa, whatever it is. Okay. I yeah. thought... I, you, might get, you might be right, they may turn up around the place but i think if people have got that in their collection anyway until you can still until you can't use normal marines anymore yeah fair enough. i just wondered you know people may move on and think actually i could shift some of this stuff and then get myself a brand new repulsive thing or whatever they're called and we could pick up, snap up a few bargains and that's just you know maybe but you're right that I would imply that, that would you know that best rule set ever you know <laughs> oh dear yeah so that was that was me so the thing i think would be interesting to see in regards to the other game in ninth edition is the other game the other game yeah i don't talk about it um not this is a heresy podcast as i have to keep reminding people um is whether we'll see not necessarily vehicles but sort of the, the you know you're not able to use the squad so much 
sort of the basic tactical squads for bits and things anymore and where people are yeah. going to necessarily source their bits are you know their bits to, to use for their heresy stuff mm. because mm. obviously primaris marines are that little scale bigger mm-hmm. we can fairly see the writings on the wall at some point for the standard marine yeah no i see what you mean it's that will be harder won't it to we find these yeah, yeah. Odds, uh, bit, odd bits and bobs chain swords with the right size hands you know yeah bolters stuff like that yeah good point because the bolters, I've just got a primary marine in front of me, actually. You know, the bolters are ginormous in comparison to a normal bolter. Yeah. It's not a bolter, that's why. No, it's a rifle. Oh, excuse me. Okay. So, does that, so does that mean that the bolter that we have is more like a carbine? Don't even go there. Yeah, I have no idea about gun stuff. I just thought I'd throw in something to... Yeah, maybe. It's a smaller barrel, I suppose. Yeah, but so yeah, I'm expecting Rob to tip him. It's like, no, this is the this is this area. area that's what I was going to say. I, was no, I, I, tend, I, I tend to switch off podcasts that talk about guns unless it's in a historical <laughs> context. To be honest, hmm. this is um, fair yeah. enough. Well, we're not talking about them for fun. <laughs> anyway, All right. If anything, on. it's probably more of a bullpup. But anyway. Okay. Go on then, Michael. What about your good self? Uh, me? Uh, well, I said I was going to do the Sons of Horus Contemptor and the Sabre tanks for the um, uh, Death Guard and possibly a tactical squad as well for the Sons of Horus. I got two out of three of those done. Um, I started with a quite cannon for Adeptus Titanicus, actually, because uh, I had it and I thought, you know what, my Titan could do with another quake cannon. So did a quite cannon it's an easy nice. thing to do might do another one i've got two of them so you if you look at the photo i've got a warlord with double quick cannon damn right i already can't I, 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 it's what's in that photo um and then i got the sons of horus contempt to dreadnought done along with a centurion so i actually did a did the did the contemptor itself um and then the centurion and then a, a, a centurion with early early crusade honors as well you do like that model i love that model i literally bought loads of them i can say i think i've seen i think i've seen it in every legion livery that you do i think yeah i'm i've got three more left (laughs) but it is a really nice model it is it is this beautiful model uh and i think it's great as a generic character you don't even have to use it as the early crusade honors but it's got a nice power fist a nice um uh, you know, a nice setup there. I think that is. So yeah, you could use that as a Praetor if you wanted, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I, I'm. I'm not familiar with the model though. As Rob says, I've probably so, encountered it on numerous armies. Couldn't see it from behind the defense line, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember when the um, Forge World relaunched the web store to what it looks like now, they did this model as a web store exclusive for like a month or something. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to Google it. Is that guy post-virus bombing of Isfahan? Uh, I looks a bit sickly. I did oh, go for a more sickly look on him. Oh, I like it. He doesn't look well. It was sort. The look I was going for was. I'm guessing this army. The army we're going for is a bit chaosy. So I thought, you know, that's going to make your skin look. You know, Chaos Marines tend to have their skin look a bit pallid. So I thought I'd try and go for his skin on the way. Um, to looking to, to being a full-blown chaos marine as it were so he's dabbling with the warp 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's actually, do you know that? Remember the paints for the Deepkin? Uh, there's a couple of paints for deep. I think it's iron rack skin and deepkin flesh. Yes. So I, instead of doing blue for the base on them, like you would do with the iron, with the, you know, the CLs, I did mm-hmm. it with bright and flesh shade. Mm-hmm. And then laid it up again. So it looks like a sort of very ill. And I'm like, that looks good. I could do that with my death guard as well. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice. He yeah. could do with calling NHS Direct. I think even the Destroyer Company are looking at him and sending messages, you know, <laughs> you okay, hon? Yeah, pretty. <laughs> anyway, um, and I also I did get my Saber Strikes tanks done. Um, I haven't put the link to the picture in here, but I will, I will no, they grab look, it. They look very nice. They do. Yeah. They do. They lovely. I was really happy with them. They're lovely models as well. Honestly, yeah. they're, they're, they're some of the nicest tanks that I've worked with. Yeah, well, a nice I, job on those. I might have to find an excuse to have some at some point. They, they're, they're, they're brilliant models. Although I would say, don't do what I do and don't glue the main gun on um, to the to the top hull. Uh, leave it off and do it separate because you can't get to the bit behind properly. Okay. So that yeah. was a bit of there. Yeah. Uh, decided not to bother with any um, magnetization then. No, because I, I know I want I know I want um, two uh, two squadrons of two and I'm not going to change the weapons because I just want two with the, the autocannon and two with the, the neutron blaster for the death guard. And I'm not going to go any differently than that. Fair, Fair, enough. Enough. Fair enough. The only question is for the next ones I get eventually. Do I get um, multi melt? Do I put multi melters on them? No, not not for those models because they're the cheapest chips. Yeah, it's uh, like a, th- a third of the cost of the tank, isn't it? Twenty-five yeah. points for a multi-melter. It's ridiculous. Like ten points more than it is on a Sakaran. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yep. Crazy. Um, and that's what I did this month. Although I did try something different with those um, Sons of Horus um, on the um, metallics uh, on the Contemptor. I actually washed it uh, with Basilicanum Grey instead of Nuln Oil. All right. And how did that work? Really so nicely. The, so the result, the uh, the base is uh, the base is null oil, but the I'll send you a picture from the back of the metallics. But yeah, it was sort of um, uh, basilicanum grain instead of null oil or agrax shade, and it works really, really nicely. It's just a bit softer. A bit yeah, yeah. Stark. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm, I bought some of that. I tried it once, and I was like, "What is this?" I don't know whether it's just because I didn't thin it or something with the contrast medium, but no. I don't know what it was, know what it was about me and contrast paint. As soon as I open a tin of them, everything seems to go horribly wrong. Um, so, yeah, I should probably try harder, but I found it a bit more stodgy than null oil. Yeah, it's got, more body. it's got more body yeah, to it's, it. It's a gel as opposed to a... Um, yeah, I just found it quite hard to work with. So just the old Lamia medium and actually Agrax and uh, Null Oil mix for, I think I put on my ones. But pleasingly, although we did use the same scheme, they don't look a million miles apart in terms of colour, looking at Instagram. No, we used a very, we used a similar scheme. So just slightly different way of putting it on. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, that's, I was thinking, because Lindsay was saying, well, don't you all want them to be exactly the same? And it's like, well, yeah, but then how's it the podcast army? 
shouldn't it have aspects of all of our painting styles in it? I think so. I don't think it matters too much. It'd be quite cool to, you know, I look at it and go, oh, Chris painted that, Rob painted that, uh, you know, Michael painted that. So, yeah. Bless you, Chris. Excuse me. That's uh, oh, oh, is that Rob? That was, uh, that was one of our, uh, one of my canine lodgers here in, uh, here in my good lady pottering about upstairs. Oh, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was um, Chris um, sneezing. No, no, this 5% of the podcast wasn't doing anything. <laughs> 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 well, what did oh, you get no. up to then? Uh, who's next? Who's that next? would be, not be me, I believe. Um, <laughs> so after three months of spectacular uh, lack of achievement, I've actually done something. Uh, I painted a Magos Auxilia uh, for my mechanic, and I've decided on a colour scheme. I have settled on that and figured out how I'm uh, how I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Magos Auxilia, I converted him from the Cordor Headsman. So he's the, the dude with a head full of candles mm-hmm. from Necromunda. Uh, and I've started work on 20 tech thralls as well uh, to go with him. So they are, they're getting uh, blocked out actually as we speak. Um, well, not right now because I can't do two things at once. Um, so, yeah, just blocking out some colours on them. That's fun. So I'm getting clambered all over by dogs now because they've heard me mention them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got that done. I built the Thanatar as promised uh, last month, and my third-party plasma water arrived from Laser Forge. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Well. Uh, just thought make it look a little bit different. My first 3D-printed bit of kit. How was it? It does look very cool. Really good. Really good. I really oh, like nice. it. Um, I think I put pictures of it up in the WhatsApp group, but I'll uh, send Michael some some pictures. It just makes it a bit different from the big. It doesn't look like he's got a barrel of beer on his shoulder. It's got mm. something something that's more, should we say, recognisably plasma instantly that you look at it and go, "That's a 40k plasma weapon," or "That's a Games Workshop plasma weapon." Mm. So, oh, yeah. so um, did you after sort of browsing various sites and things you, you said you settled on your scheme have you gone for that sort of, I have, that sort of john blanche grim uh, yeah I'm, go, I'm going for that kind of desaturated thing i've yeah you posted a picture on instagram didn't yeah, you yeah post a picture of my um megos auxilia i've just settled um it's black white and red oh yeah um and lots of beige at the moment because the fellas are wearing sort of leather jerkins and whatnot uh, i've based my based my tech yeah Based my tech thralls on the Cordor models, so they're uh, so what all type raggedy. Of, what type of paints are you using to achieve that effect? Contrast. Thought it was. It's uh, Skeleton Horde, then a wash of Agrax, and then Skeleton Horde again over the top. Um, I do a, like Skeleton Horde. Of a zenithal um, white over grey uh, undercoat. And it's it's working working well That's so far. It's great. It's dark enough that it's easy to get down to black, uh, but um, still nice and easy to keep uh, the bright colours shining through. So I'm uh, quite chuffed with it. So very nice indeed. We'll just see if, I can, uh, see if I can keep the pace up over the rest of the army. And uh, yeah, I resprayed the Magos Prime as well because I'd started him with what I thought was going to be my colour scheme. And then realised, no, that's not going to work. So re-undercutted him. 
And of course, you gave us your insight into how you create your base with uh, with tea. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I, the, the Yorkshire tea. Yes, I, I offended lots of people who weren't from Yorkshire who had no right to be offended at all. Um, it's the best place for Yorkshire tea. Well, it's fair. I don't. Oh, it, it tastes like work. So I don't. I don't think it at all. right now. I'm a Rington's man. I'm sorry. I don't actually get. I don't get. I don't get tribal about tea. To be fair, um, no, I just you know. prefer Rington's. Okay. Although to be fair, Yorkshire teas. Um, uh, you know, um, what's her name? They did the whole thing about racist tea, didn't they? It's Taylor's. Oh, is it? Ta- well, it's the same it's, company. Yeah. It's Taylor's of Harrogate. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, the company. Know. They. Someone was like, uh, "Thank goodness, ta- the the tea company hasn't said anything." Oh, yeah. Black Lives Matters. Yeah, Tea Company went, buy someone else's. And they said, all right, I'll buy PG Tips. And then PG Thanks. Tips came on and went, nope, don't buy us either. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so, a so yeah, it turns, turn, turn, yeah, it turns out Yorkshire tea bags, if you empty them out, works rather nicely as a uh, forest floor kind of basin. I, I can see that. So, yeah. You know, it would work really well in... um star wars legions if they did if people were doing an endor base yeah Again, i'm bringing other games here but it would um it, 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 ewoks it, as a you know troop choice for something it's fine militia <laughs> militia ewoks oh, I the, day, the day that you do that and put that on the thing is the day that the the the, the, the band breaks up and we do so the band and his nose break I, <laughs> I take it you're not Ewok fans then. Yeah. It's not. It's, 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 it's not that. You know, if it wasn't for the Ewoks, we wouldn't have Warwick Davis. And <laughs> I won't hear a word said against Willow. Or no, Professor God, or Professor God. Flitwick. Willow is great. Willow is you great. Know, and any criticism is clearly untenable. Yeah. Agreed. I, and that what he did, life is life's too short or whatever. Oh, that was, was. hilarious. I loved that. that. I thought that was genius. Yeah. Um anyway. Moving on from from Michael trying to squeeze in a militia model. Yes, no, you, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I believe you've uh, you've had a successful month, or yeah, I've, I've done things for a change, which is nice. <laughs> so, the thing you've done that you've just shown us tonight is like, whoa. Yeah, so I, I said I would do my Titans. Unsurprisingly, I found a million things to stop me doing my Titans. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why now, but I for the first two weeks of the month I thought me and Annie thought she would be going back to work before me, so we're sort of taking the time to spend the time together before you know normal life games, and then it turns out that her old work valued my health more than my current work do, so of my old work that's where I used to work where she works now, mm-hmm. um, so I so we've had sort of a couple of extra weeks, um, but. I've been doing hobby stuff. So yeah, today I things I've what have I done today? So I've done the got the Looper Carl Green on the vehicles for the Sons of Horus in a weird uh, twist of fate. I seem to be doing the vehicles and Graham's doing the infantry, which is most mm-hmm. peculiar. Yeah, um, much to my chagrin, I hate yeah, I know. Yeah, the, 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 the attempt earlier in the week to say, oh yeah, we can stop. Yeah. No, no, all right. Um, so, yeah, so, that's, so that you don't have to base anything, Chris. That's what it is. Yeah, shit, nice. <laughs> shut Yorkshire so tea I, or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. In any band, band of it, like, um, 
okay so the basing thing there is one army that i have that is not based and that is, <laughs> that is it everything else has got bases thank you very don't much don't tell me you're feeling you know victimized by a, a choice that you no, want to make on an army just, list or anything i'm just putting it out there so that the people at home understand there is I, only one army that isn't based and that is the blood angel i get jib from ben curry for an army that was based that it became amusing to say wasn't over 10 years ago and i still get that flack now so you know i am putting extra effort into the uh, so i started yeah so i've got the sons of horus vehicles lupercal green the sons of horus color will go on tomorrow probably um and then a layer of the cecilia green is it i can't know what's good now just grab Coelia it. green Coelia mm. green, yeah just over the top just to blend the two um so i'll get that done tomorrow so they should be nice and sort of mostly sorted then it's just i mean it's a, two vindicators and two rhinos so there's nothing really to go too crazy on um a bit of agrex just to bring out some color um it's sort of into the recesses rather to bring out the separation so I'll get those done. But yeah, they've been they were good fun to sort of. There's that thing that I find with those tanks. Once I've sprayed them black, I think they look really nice when they're black. Mm-hmm. I just think, oh, this is really cool. And then you have to put more color on them. And it's, just like, oh, it's disappointing. Um, so I got those done. I have started what I, what I am calling Project Big Red, um, which is my demon demon army horde. Horde, yeah. I mean, horde to a point. Okay. Um, so Project Big Red is uh, uh, it's 46 blood letters, uh, four brutes, two lords of war, one heavy support, and one HQ choice. Um, two lords of two, war. Yeah, I was, that four. raised an eyebrow. How is such a thing possible? Because we have the onslaught thing, and as we now know, that you only pay the 750 points on a single one for each one, don't you? Oh, I see. So you're using an onslaught list for your demons, yeah. and you're right. Okay. You're a bad man. You yeah. are a wrong, wrong man. I because am. you kind of always want to go second as well, don't you? So that's actually a little bit of a. Mm. Have you been knocking around with that Mark Frost again? I fear that there's some definite cross contamination there that there's he's got some... into got into his his mind with his evil demon. I've I've had a demon army now since fourth edition, and it's only yeah. now you want to add two Lords of War to it. All oh, right, no, because <laughs> I think because the thing was, I've got a, a, quite a lot of demon stuff, you know, corn demon stuff. And I know I said a few months ago I was going to do a Thousand Suns army. And I got to thinking, well, I'm going to spend all this money on an entire new army. Yes. Or I can add two or three standout models to an existing army that I've always, that, one of which I've wanted for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. to an existing army and Off spend the money. And, you know, it, yeah. It's less hassle, less painting involved, he says. Yeah, yeah. I mean, painting a singular big Lord of War is infinitely more enjoyable than painting another, you know, start with 130 you know, man squads of um, Thousand Sun infantry and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah that was the <clears throat> that's the thinking. So, yeah, so that's what the the, the Thousand Suns of new army money has gone into um, some new 
big models. New toys. Very good. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So I've sort of my old blood letters because they were old and you know I was a relatively lazy painter back in the day. They were just uh, base coated red and then had like a couple of layers of wash on them. Nothing more exciting than that. <laughs> yes, I remember them. Yes. You know. but- that, that was basically it, wasn't it? Red with maybe a cursory glance at a wash. Yeah, they, they had wash on them. I've, I've taken the effort to strip them all off. <laughs> uh, so not even the horns were different colours. They were just all red, weren't they? No, the horns were different colours. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> a different colour of red. Horns, the horns were bronze. First his oh, bases, okay. now his horns are being impugned. <laughs> yeah, no, in too fair, they were shoddy. I'm not going to duck them in... It's what, fifth... Which I think now we're at 34, so at least 13, 12, 13 years ago that I did them. You know, was it really? Goodness yeah, me. must have been. Crikey. Um, if not a bit more than that, actually. Uh, uh, so it's, yeah, a minimum of yeah, 40. Yeah, you're right. So, um, yeah, it was basically the minimum painting standard to get past Adam Smith's raised yeah. silver <laughs> eyebrow, wasn't it? Two color medium, uh, two color minimum. That was, you know. <laughs> That was it. Get away with that. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just been hooking out sort of demons and going through. So I found my old bloodthirster, you know, the the one that was metal that then they put into fine cast. So he's not the oh, yeah. new plastic one or the big one. He's the sort of now diddy one. So I found him. So he's going to get a. At some point, he might be a shrike. I thought he'd be quite a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would work. Because he's, he's a, a he's a cool model actually. He is. My one is missing a bit of his lower left leg. But I'm hoping that's in the box that they were in. Hidden um, away. So yeah. So I stripped him off, and I stripped some of the other bits and pieces. Started work on sort of redoing the blood letters, which I sent you a photo of the other yep. day. Um, and had some fun and games at your expense at the same time. Which it was a difference in camera angle. One looked like you just sprayed it red, and the other one looked like you sprayed it red with with a bit of purpose. Yeah, it did. It did. It did look like they did look different, whether it was lighting or something. Yeah, no, I, I, it, was, it just made me. I, it just made me laugh. I can uh, tell. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that, and then yeah, I when I said I was going to, I wanted to do something different for the um, warp rifts. Um, some people have done some really cool things, like Paul's ones, where they're sort of bubbling and they've got the bits of models coming out of them. I really like that. I thought that was really cool. Um, but I wanted to do something a bit different. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to replicate is a um, is this blood pouring out of these rifts, basically. Um, so I've spent sort of two or three days messing around with still water effect stuff um, trying to get that to a pliable state to then bend and things like that. It, it didn't work. It was, it, it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And then I saw on the internet UV resin, which is what I use today. So which is super cool and actually was really easy. Okay. So what is UV resin for those not familiar with it? So it's a, they use it in jewellery, so I should have um, sort of thought about it sooner. Uh, so basically, it, it is what it says on the tin. It sets under UV light really quickly. Right. Uh, we use it at work uh, for little bits and pieces where you might set a stone into a, a ring 
and then you might want to protect the base of that stone um on like a cameo or something like that you might put a bit of resin at the back and then you it sort of self levels and then you uv light it it hardens up it's nice and strong okay cool um so it's clear and you can get dyes for it i'm not going to dye i'm just gonna keep it clear and then paint it um so what i did because i was trying to think of a way to get the shape that i wanted so it's got this wave effect not just uh like a flat wall mm-hmm. so i after having the, the, the first two attempts fail um with the still water resin the still water stuff which i've um got like obviously the uv resin and then i thought what's the best way to get that shape would be a balloon I see. That's what okay. the balloon was for. I That's thought what that the balloon was, some, was for. I thought this was something completely different. No, I just, I just no. thought you'd got that bored in lockdown that you were like taking up circus skills or something. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't. I thought it was a condom. Yeah, I've got to be honest. No, it's a balloon. Yeah, I have, so, so I have two hundred of those long balloons that you can shape into animals because why? Because why? I went for the one that I could get the quickest on Amazon. It's like four pounds. So I will be available for parties, bar mitzvahs, oh, occasions. Company of Legends. I might Company of Legends, yeah. Animals. Who knows? I'll learn between now and then. So, yeah. You so used you your got... airbrush compressor, didn't you, to inflate them? Yeah, I, well, I used the airbrush as well. Cause right. that's... Yeah, that, that was an airbrush on there. How much was that airbrush again? Yeah, it was all right. Oh, but it's, it's how cool. much was that airbrush? Oh, I mean, that one was... I don't remember how much it was now. It was a few years ago I bought that one. What oh, is right. it? So it wasn't what? one of your, like, 100 quid it's ones. The, it's the, what what it's airbrush the, is it? It's the H&S. Um, Which one? The one I was going to lend Michael, I've forgotten the name of. The Ultra. The Ultra, yeah. So at least 65 quid. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, anyway, so anyway. what should you do with the balloon? So I... I'm curious. This was, this was the trial one. So what I did was blow the balloon up and then uh, get it so it's fully, here we go, fully erect and then let some of the air out so it came out of one end so I could tie them. So yeah, then right. tied it to a donut shape, placed it on a okay. flat surface, poured the resin so it had a, sort of a wave effect on the top, then let it run down the inside of the balloon donut basically. Yep. So then it triples triples down, and then using the UV light at the same time, so it's setting quickly, and it gives you that exact wave effect. Yes. Uh, it does look very cool. So what? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I won't do it with air for the next ones. I'm gonna um, either try and find a way to fill one of them with uh, rice or something, so I've got more control over the shape. That won't fit through your airbrush, just letting it just so that you No, know. no, I, I, yeah, yeah. That'd be impressive, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, no, but I'm going to, yeah, tr- I think I can stretch the, the stretch it far enough that I can get a nozzle in and then fill it full of rice um, okay. and then tie it up so I can give myself the shape that I want. Because and then what, do you burst the balloon afterwards? Uh, yeah, I just put a little thing in it and let the air down slowly. Okay, got it. Um but one of the problem with doing it with air is it. Uh, Could you not just buy a Cumberland sausage, freeze it, do your resin thing, and then have breakfast? I, I suspect that some of the resin would have a negative effect to the taste of the Cumberland sausage. No. And the toxicity one assumes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but because you did when i did it with the balloon earlier with the air it created like creases um where the air sort of wants to fill itself in the way that air does rice will be much more pliable hopefully so i can get more of a, a circle and also get it so i want it to be the full radius of the five inch um five inch shape so yeah that'll be the that's tomorrow's uh, sort of plan but i'm happy with how the, the the practice one turned up literally did that about 20 minutes before we did the show so because that's when my amazon guy turned up i was like quick so yeah i was happy yeah. with how that that looks awesome. Really good. Yeah. It does work. So that was with the UV. It's a, set. it's a little bit tacky to touch. I'll leave it overnight and then put it out in the garden in the morning. Um, be nice and hard, hopefully, so that'd be good. Lovely. But yeah. Okay. I did Titans, just put some paint on some of the armor plates just to see how the... So I've got those dragon-scaled um, stencils that I want to use for them. For oh, yeah. So I just, I just another run-through of that because I hadn't sort of looked at those for a while, so... Cool. Yeah, busy stuff. Busy, busy, busy. Productive so, all round, really. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, Getting to a right. stride. I think we've done all right there, Jess. So I'm impressed with that, with, with how we're getting on with the, the Sons of Horror stuff. I think because uh, we've put that off for so long now. Well, 55% of you are. Oh well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. absolutely. Yeah, the other, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you guys troops and stuff down the the dreadnought i think i think now we're started i think we, we might get done fairly quickly yeah i think it was that uh, i just actually ran out of things to paint and that was the only thing that was assembled was these because uh, <laughs> that gave me the impetus well, when all when all this is when travel is more feasible um i will uh, bring airbrush stuff up to um chateau mills or chateau bottle one of the two um one weekend and if now else i can help you blast through some base coats and gubbins like that so nice one yeah okay so normally we would talk about games played which is nil point all round because obviously we haven't been able to play any games because of the covid so what about commitments for next month so what are we going to put down here for our public to scrutinize us as to what we're going to do next week Actually, we should probably mention actually before this is Michael's plan for the 18th of July because that will fall within our time of between now and next episode. Yeah, yes. I, I don't I don't know what this plan is. Oh, I don't think I've really. No, I'm sure I spoke to. No, okay, I'm gonna mm. paint for oh. 24 hours. Right. Yes. Right. And raise now some I money know. for the Willow Foundation. So um, I'm not really gonna. I, I'll, I'll probably mention it later on on the page because there's another one that's happening that we'll talk about in the augury scanner and I don't want to take away from their funder right yep. now because because I was like I'll do this and then Chris was like I'm already doing this and I'm like oh okay so yes. I've got a couple of projects I've asked some people what do you think I should do I've got Sisters of Battle Fleshy to Courts or Mortarian and I'm like which one should I do in the first 20 minutes <laughs> Yeah, with which with, with which tentacle yeah i have contacted the um sea life center because they want to see how octopuses paint so <laughs> they're going to be involved in the live stream i believe <laughs> I guess the sponsorship coming your way 
Yeah. So, so uh, you're gonna have, we'll... you're, you're gonna be supervised by the all surviving members of the Cousteau family. Yeah. Yes. I think we were gonna do some uh, potentially do some interviews and other things to brighten the the full 24 hours for Michael. So yeah. we shall see how that goes. What other things we can do during that time? And obviously between the four of us, I'm sure there's other things we can yeah. help that along. But yeah. anyway. I need to figure out how to do some video stuff with this, with what technology I have here at home. So, yeah. so I, I did pick up an airbrush though this month. So mm. just oh, a cheap one, just a really cheap one. Um, it is probably rubbish. It cost all of twenty five pounds. Um, but I don't want to do what I did last time, which was get a really expensive one. And then destroy it because I didn't know how to look after it properly. Fair but it wasn't enough. a really expensive one. It was so, only so, like hundred so, quid. This is this is the, this is the bit that I didn't get when you said that because I'm like, I was like, how did you destroy it? But Basically, I didn't know what I was doing. You just um, take it to bits and clean it, surely. Yeah. I think that was the bit that was missing. It was stuff like I wasn't using the right stuff to clean it. Uh, I think I was told some of the stuff I was using was too corrosive or something. Right. Because I, I thought it was the right stuff, and then I was told, no, no, you don't want to use this stuff. The thing is with airbrushes, you ask a hundred different people. You ask a hundred people who airbrush. Mm. You you're probably going to get at least eighty answers to every single question that you get. Yeah. So. Um. I, I somehow managed to, to wreck it. Um, I just couldn't fix it. Um, and, you know, that's my... That's my um, do, you still, me. do you still have it? The broken one? The old one? Uh, do you still own it? No. Um, the company took it back. Um, Iowata took it back. Oh, and they didn't replace it? Did they just go, no, you really have knackered this? Sorry? No, they gave me a refund. Oh, right. Okay. God, you must have done a number on it. Fair enough. They, 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 yeah, they, they, right. they literally did ask, "How did you manage this?" Were you putting like humbrol and am- were you putting humbrol enamels through it and then just <laughs> yeah. leaving it for a week to dry? I forgot. <laughs> no, no, I was using I was using Vallejo and um, I even used some P3, um, but I managed to make them bad. So not quite sure how, but okay. yeah. well, with, well, with well, with your, with, with your new one. Take it to bits and put it back together ten times before you do anything else. Yeah, with your eyes closed. There are there are there are there are many. Yes, this is this is your this is your airbrush. There are many like it, but this is yours. (laughs) (laughs) And I also picked up a um or what you call some transfer paper because I'm trying to make my own transfers. Yeah, I'm interested how the transfer goes. Transfer paper. Sorry. What's that? Not trying to escape us, that kind of transfer paper. Yeah, that's not drawing up papers for a transfer. Decal paper. Because um, obviously I was looking, I bought um, some Death Guard transfers and I was like, I kind of need, we need some for the Sons of Horus, but with us being all over the place, we're not really going to have, you know, um, it's going to need to be one each. And I was thinking, well, maybe I could try and print some basic transfers. And then post them. Yeah, it's what I'm doing for my Mechanicum. I've, I've done the same thing. I've bought um, <clears throat> some decal paper and I'm going to Photoshop up 
some. Or Graham will probably just give me his models and have me do the transfers. Exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> That's That's gonna do, go. do transfers. I don't do transfers. Sorry. Obviously, we need to have that conversation at some point for certs. But yeah, no. No, just no. And they look so good transfers, but just not. And every time I use them, it's a disaster and I end up losing my rag. Anyway. Anyway. next month next month so chris yep. what's your commitments for next month what are my uh get the blood letters done get one of the big models done okay and when, when they come um or at least yeah yeah get one done at least i'll have a cool. few days to do a week of my own so yes that's the plan i think get the sons of horror stuff done hopefully by the end of this weekend so nice uh, very good. Um, what about yourself, Michael? So we've uh, already mentioned a load of stuff that isn't, or more Terry, I suppose, Terry is 30k, but anything else? Yeah, um, I've got this Sons of Horus Tactical Squad, um, which I'm working on. So I'm just trying to figure out what am I going to arm the sergeant with, actually? Just hmm. trying to figure out what am I going to arm the I, I was thinking just a power fist. Not, did you, did you, did Michael? question actually i don't know if i've got a reply about that one you said whether you should give the squad a nuncio box and my reply was no unless you've got artillery or deep strike but maybe other people have got another view on that what do you think guys i'm just saying if we've got anything that's going to benefit it mm, exactly we haven't really. got direct artillery really mm. um, model it model it for rule of cool don't put it in the list fair yeah. enough that sounds that sounds good. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to give the sergeant probably just a power fist. Yeah. Power fist, okay. Well, I mean, I don't generally tend to tank my sergeants up too much because it's a bit of a points waste. But, yeah, power fist. I like I mean, to give them something to do something with. Usually, given the points, I would, I generally would. If I was going to pay 15 points on a sergeant, I'd give them artist for armor and a melter bomb. But that's because yeah. then you get the two plus save and potentially the tactical squad could uh, a massive push you know take on a dreadnought if they need to mm. oh, okay uh but right. yeah, power fist yep. 15 points is 15 points on one model one wound model and then you martyrs for armies up to 20 points and is he ever i suppose technically it's possible for him to replay those points but that's just me being a bit gamey but yeah that's how i would approach that's how i take approach science to be honest. I, I am warrior war accountancy approach absolutely it is absolutely i can is. buy another body to put in front of the guns exactly. for that. 20, 25 points is like another 10 other 10 points you've got a rhino so you know would you want to spend that 10 points it all adds up over the course of your army it's all important do that over five squads you can afford yourself a defense line to hide behind exactly and then you don't even need to buy rhinos because you're not going anywhere <laughs> all right fair enough okay um what was the other thing yeah so get the tactical squad done and i want to do some me vulcan mega bolters i bought some vulcan mega bolters uh yesterday for my um uh for, for Titan yeah titanicus and possibly a um sorry what's the, okay i know them the warhounds have got vulcan mega bolters uh warlords they warlords, go on the carapace they took a, okay, I'm just trying to work out what on earth is the point of a Vulcan Mega Bowl? Like, yeah, they're really good for stripping shields. Okay, cool. Have you, got the Gat, have you not got Gatling blasters, Mike? I have one Gatling blaster. 
Um, I'm going to order another one. Have you, as have you not got order. Have you not got the carapace mounted ones? No, they're going to be on my next order. Because uh, that's what I've got on my warlord is um, carapace mounted Gatling blasters, yep. Sun, Fury, Sun Fury, and then the Ariok Power Claw. So you can strip shields and then punch a massive hole in after. Yeah. Um, and right, so Sons of Horus Tactical Squad, the Vulcan Mega Bolters, and I would like to do the Ultramarines Contemptor. Okay. Very good. I've waited long enough for that. Mm. Little treat for you. Yeah, it's been a little cherry just dangling in the distance, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it has. has. Um, it's going to be armed of all plasma. Not Volkite? Okay. Anyway, no. Rob, what, what are you going to be doing, my friend? So, uh, this month's coming. Right, what am I going to do? I'm going to finish 20 tech thralls. I'm going to put that out there mm. now. That's a big ask. I'm going to finish 20, finish 20 tech thralls. And the four little servo auto tomatoes that go with the Magos Auxilia. Mm-hmm. So not going to set myself too much, but I do have the next 10 days uh, not at work, shall we say, not on holiday because, you know, eating bats is a bad idea, so no one can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan keeps telling me it was a pangolin. Well, I, either or, neither of them should be on your menu. Really? Not to roll, not unless you're Bear Grylls and things are really bad. No, Bear, Gr- Bear Grylls is an idiot. <laughs> um, to go off on a tangent, I once saw one where Bear Grylls was stuck on a desert island, was talking about the fact that fresh water is a problem, so he, he cut a five-litre jerry can in half, plastic one, so he, could look, no, so he could look through the bottom of it to see what fish he could find in the shallows. But what he'd actually done was destroy a five-litre freshwater drinking vessel. Which would be very useful. Because he's a buffoon. Okay, well, um, point taken. Uh, Michael can edit that as he sees wit, as he sees fit. Lawyers <laughs> um, you know. for Bear Grylls will be sending us a cease and desist. Uh, I can see him, see him, see him trying to faster up into oh, my house through the kitchen window. Just driftwood or something. Dear, the, dear, dear Edge of Empire, oh, I'm dear. writing to you to say that no, I'm not Henry Carville. Or Steve Buscemi, but I am in fact Bear Grylls, and I have enjoyed your podcast up to this point. But you've gone too far this time. Isn't he like the chief scout or something? Uh, yes. Yeah. Also, he was. Al- he was also one of the men. He was also one of the. Pilot- uh, what's his name? Peter. Someone that's on Blue Peter. Is it not him anymore? Peter. What? Dun- Duncan. Um, Peter Duncan. No, no it's oh. Bear Grylls. No, uh, he was also one of the highlights for Tory Glastonbury. So that tells you everything you need to know about him. Um. <laughs> Plus, Ray, plus, plus, Remy is just wipes the floor with him when it comes to being an outdoorsman. So there you go. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Anyway, um, tangents, uh, so, so, so yes, to, back, back from tangents, Phil. Uh, I'm going to finish these twenty tech thralls. I'm going to finish the servo auto tomatoes, and if I have time, I may build another Moirax. Nice, very cool. So that is pretty much it. You heard it here first, folks. So. Next up, we shall go on to what is the State of the Union. So, State of the Union, and first up, and very excitedly, Forge World reopened on Wednesday the 17th, so they yesterday. will be recorded. Yesterday, that's the word I'm looking for. 
uh, which is very exciting. Uh, and no word on the new releases yet, but as soon as we get anything or they post out there, we'll just throw it back out at you. Yeah, I know people were yeah. saying about the book nine and the lion and stuff, and you know, I don't I, think I, I don't think they'll wait long because they'll want to get the money coming back in. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I, I I agree with that, but okay. I think I think they'll wait until the um they've sorted out the initial rush of orders because yeah. it was at times yesterday when I got on it was absolutely rammed. Um, they even had the waiting thing at one point. So I I personally think it will be. Two months, I think September time, hold going on, into into Q4. So let's let's get some order to this chaos. Order. So this. <laughs> do you want to start from the order. the whole show from the beginning again, or where do you want to start? <laughs> so the 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 question is uh, for the book nine release. What month do we think is the most likely that this will? grace our shelves or their shelves and buy it accordingly so september you say chris i think i think september for book september. nine for book nine yes. and and the lion the lion yeah. uh, I think I, we're both at the same time i'm gonna say book nine november lion christmas okay michael um see I'm, I'm 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 normally i can just sit on my fence and be like oh you know I don't, no. I um if, if i've got to be honest i think that they are <coughs> gonna i think they are gonna want to get that um that book uh they're gonna want to get book um nine. Uh, book nine out as soon as possible um if it's there then you don't want that sitting around because that is money mm. um and they're expensive books but I think that they're going to I think that depending on how big the rush is yesterday, I mean, we saw it took Game Shop Workshop, what, a month to become, you know, sorted enough with their with their um, situation uh, to be able to put out new releases. Forge World is obviously smaller, but I would say two, three weeks before we get another new release. And I don't think Book Nine is going to be too far behind because because Same I think. Forge World's so infrastructure you, doesn't affect Book Nine though, because they've it's outsourced. Yeah. They've literally just got to no, put no. It in what a box. I mean is to actually get yeah, exactly to get it in a box and get it out there because apparently it's in Nottingham. So here's the thing, I suppose is obviously there's marketing marketing budgets as well to consider and the, the, the best way to release it. So what you're saying there, Michael, just let me get this right, is because currently these books have been bought, they've been shipped, and they're sitting in a warehouse, you know, costing money for storage that will mean they want to get out the door sharpish yeah i think they'll want to get out the door as soon as they can but i think they'll wait until such time as they can actually handle the influx of orders because if if they're anything like games workshop you know we were we were putting in orders for stuff when they first opened i put in some orders and paints i think chris did as well yeah it took me 12 13 days to get my order dispatched um a week after that i think yeah so Oh, I see. Yeah, so staff to actually put stuff, you know, put it in a in a actual box. actual dispatch process, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. once makes sense. once they're on top of it, I think that at that point they will go ahead and release start new releases. I mean, for all we know, they might start them tomorrow, but I wouldn't have thought so. Because when as soon as the black as soon as the black book goes live, available to purchase, 
you've got four figures of orders day one. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, that has its own um, working in a small business who've got four figures worth of orders of a backlog myself. That isn't something you can turn around in 24 hours, not even 48 hours. Um, if everything else is open at the same time, you can't turn as much as Forge World are part of the behemoth that is GW. They are a tiny team. And for creative accountancy purposes, they can't call on the full might of GW Prime. So they can't turn all the taps on at once. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to keep up. Well, not even just that. I mean, they've. I mean, Games Workshop still got new orders going in. They, how If they, if they. I mean, if they're doing apparently a very booming business. Um, hobby, well, actually, the ho- hobby sector at the moment and crafts and basically stuff for people to do is the best performing sector at the moment. It's just well, insane. Just going from our affiliate account with Element Games, we've now. What a yacht. Well, no, yeah. I wish. When, when is the pleasure cruise actually? <laughs> the Isle of Wight. The, the weather's going to get really nice around there in the next couple of weeks, and I've, I've it, got some issues. We, we, we actually made money last month. Is it, actually, is, is it time donate, to get the Adepticon back? But we've donated that to charity. No, it's not quite that good. I'm afraid. No. I wish it was, but it means next month I can actually start looking at. Hey, maybe we can. Maybe we'll be able to pay for the hosting in advance. Shocker. Wow. So you know we're we're gonna make they, we, they we said usually, it would never happen. We mm. usually make about fifteen pounds off that a month, and that you know helps keep the lights on, um, which is great. But yeah, this month we made twenty quid on top of what we needed to run the podcast, which we donated to charity. You know, I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna blow our trumpet on that one to be honest, because we're not like yeah, that. You said, you've only said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, how much was it? Twenty quid. It's not not very much to me. It's not very. Look, it's not very much, but we figured in the light, you know, in the in the light circumstances, we may as well do something. Okay. Um, Point taken. But yeah, orders on that. It's like whoa! Suddenly we've paid for that already. We're only a third of the way through the month. We're only a third of the way through Element Games' uh, you know, period for the affiliate stuff. So we might actually make a bit more money next month and we might be able to pay for it. So I can tell just from that, if that makes any sense, that, yeah, things are selling a lot more. So, so to sort of segue this back into what we originally talked about, does that mean we'll have enough money to actually buy a copy of Book Nine between us? No. Uh, no. no. Okay. That's oh, yeah, all right. We're, we're relying on Michael getting up before Megan and Lindsay one morning and stealing the credit card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got one of those old uh, machines where it copies the number. Yeah. So he runs it over and he's got the number. So he can just whip it out of his pocket when he needs to order online. Yeah, yeah. but I bet if you look at their handbags and purses, they're not RFID proof. <laughs> this is true. He's got a little scanner. Yeah, he's got a machine follow. that does that for Company of Legends, doesn't he? Yeah, I bet he just, I bet he just follows, yeah. follows them around, like buying stuff on Amazon. <laughs> like, where, where's this come from? <laughs> Are we suggesting that our dear friend is committing uh, huge amounts of identity fraud, credit card fraud, and it's larceny at best? (laughs) Anyway, I think retribution for his earlier comment about me and Chris being power gamers that make his life a miserable word. You don't make my life a misery. I never said that. (laughs) 
I was trying to have a little joke, you know, saying you yeah. don't need to win all the time. You know, you can just have fun. And what's the point, Michael? What is the point? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I will, I will ask you this, Michael. What is good in life? Exactly. 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 Just anyway, fun. Anyway, um, moving on. That yeah. would have been a really rubbish Conan. Oh, no, <laughs> what what yeah. is good in life? Having fun. Having. To be fair, I mean, just chopping people's heads off. You know, I was slaughtering people left, right, and said bad guys, obviously, and lots of bad guys. You know, he was having fun. He was yeah. having fun. He was enjoying himself. Anyway, I think I'm going to go out there and say March 21. Oh, I think you're <laughs> controversial. Okay, we shall see who who won the sweepstake as and when it gets released. So have we, have we, have we made a note set, of it. September. I'll, I'll, oh, make, no, I'll make a note. September, November. What was Chris's? Uh, September. I, I think September. September, September, November, and I'm going for March 21. I, I think July. Oh, you think as soon as? Yeah. You think two oh, weeks? Okay. I think in the next six weeks. I think sometime in the next six weeks. Yep, I really do. Ooh, you heard it here, folks. Get excited. I'm being hopeful. I can be hopeful. Michael's mm-hmm. a man of the know as well, people. No, I'm not. He does. He, 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 does, does. he goes off all the time. He's telling us, you know, little tidbits. Look, I know people who work there, but they yeah, don't exactly. tell they don't tell me when stuff's getting released. I, was going to yeah. I, I know I know people that work there and all, but they never tell me nothing. No, exactly. You're not they a, might, you're they not might, as, uh, they you might know. drop the odd tidbit, like, ooh, you're really going to like what's coming out soon. Yeah, book nine. And it's like... <laughs> and it's like the lion. Tell me, Michael, what's your favourite number between eight... And ten, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you like reading? Like in the run up to the saber tank, they were like, you know, you want to keep an eye on, you know, want to keep an eye out in the next couple of weeks because there's something you're gonna love. Do you like curved swords, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. It's, just, okay. it's just like stupid stuff like that. It's like I like, I, 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 I like it. stuff. Someone's getting fired. Of course, it says more than I get told. Of course, it was like old kite, wasn't it? So. Yeah. The old uh, deep throat of, uh, of the Games Workshop world. Honestly, anybody who knows anybody who works there, uh, down at head office, they tell you bugger all, really. You might funny get the, funny when might... there's a P45 at stake. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, quite right. Don't, they don't tell you anything apart from maybe the occasional, you want to keep an eye on this in the next few weeks or something like that. And it's never any hint that beyond something's coming out. And to be fair, even if they didn't know anything and they just went to a random friend who likes Games Workshop and go, you're going to like what's coming out soon. It's probably true. I see what you mean. And uh, as in my job, it's very, very similar. In fact, super secret. Anyway, um, cancelled events. So we had a few more cancellations. Uh, so Gen, Gen Con. And I'll update this to put in Blood and Glory. Mm, so yeah, Gen Con and Essen, Spiel. Wasn't that last month? I'm pretty sure it was last month. But anyway, uh, oh, well. just in, just in case you were thinking of going to them, they're not they're not on <laughs> now. You've got a ticket already. Yeah, you're just so, standing outside the convention centre going. Yeah, back in 2021. So much has been, so been cancelled. And also, as mentioned at the start of the show, I believe um, our normal haunt, um, that where we all get together and usually relax after a trying time at Company of Legends. Uh, so going to uh, Blood and Glory has also been cancelled this year. So that's bad on one side because we always enjoy it, but good because actually we had some conflicts and time was going to be a bit tricky for us to get to it anyway, to be honest with you. And so Less chance of Mr. Frost collecting his trophy. That will never happen. 
uh, that will just not not happen. Even if you know to the point where you know we'll have to just lock Michael in the bathroom or something to prevent him playing, right? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or just getting very very drunk. That'd be quite funny actually. But anyway, me or Mark? Who, who, who Michael or Mark? M- Michael, I think would be probably. Uh, uh, know. It might it might it might be like you know like Popeye except for gameplay. So <laughs> after once once he gets like three or four points in him, he might then suddenly become a tactical genius. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Mike, Michael the Banana Man of Warhammer. <laughs> when Michael has a skin yeah, yeah, pole, yeah. he gets he gains the tactical acumen <laughs> of ten men, ten military men. I, I think Hitler had the same vein of thought though when he was knocking back cocaine left, right, and centre. He thought it made him a tactical genius too. Well, we're not gonna you know. Both of those things we're not going to condone in any way, shape, or form. But um, yeah, just saying, maybe that may be the way to unlock Michael's hidden potential to to you know out tactic uh, Mike, um, Mr. Frost. Though to be fair, Mr. Frost tactics aren't you know anything other than throw this massively overpowered army at you. <laughs> fair enough. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna hate that. Great. Anyway, go on, Michael. You're next. Okay, yeah. Uh, Anvil Miniatures, they've joined uh, Patreon with this uh, thing called the Digital Forge. Uh, becoming a patron with them gets you access to some exclusive STL files that you can download to print off some models. So uh, Anvil they, Industries. Anvil Industries, yeah. yeah Anvil Ministries, and Anvil Industries. They called it the Anvil, Anvil Digital Forge, as they put it. Which is already. Sounded like that. <laughs> um, was saying Anvil too many times. And um, they've got these. Uh, they had these models last month. I think they've released some new ones for this month. Um, Automata, but they've got these Death Corps Cree looking militia guys who look absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you can see them in that. Oh update. yeah, they do look great, don't they? Yeah, and it's like you get the SEL files to print them off, and it's like um, I think Nicky was looking at them because I've been painting his um, his. Uh, Deathcore Krieg, and he was like, "To be honest, I've already got the models already. Otherwise, I would mm. have them because he's they just got a more really nice. Yeah, they do. This so aside of everything here. So this is basically not buying miniatures, but buying the fast to print your own miniatures. Yep. We talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. Not long ago. This is yeah. as a potential to be the start of the future. So didn't Anvil used to make stuff? Did they still, they make still stuff? do make stuff. They still do. But they they kind of. I, as far as I'm aware, they're going to be doing this stuff as in these are designs that they like, but there's no market for them or something like that. Yeah. But they may as well get essentially sell them to people mm. on a subscription basis. That's a good idea. So like they'll design stuff. I mean, if you if you're in that post, there's a recent post for the Automata, which they're doing next month, which I, I was going to include. But I think that's maybe going a bit too far. And I was like, your tech frauds really aren't going to look like that. Well, they um, might do, but they they also might not the the anvil aesthetic can be very different to the gw aesthetic yeah yeah it's a really it's a very different aesthetic but yeah there's some nice little robot troops there that look quite cool yeah um with but, some ki- with some kit bashing though they could be i think there's there's viability yeah the the as viable at least as some of the yeah. primaris shenanigans that you've shoehorned in <laughs> previous I mean, times I do think you could possibly, yeah, with some conversion work, you could do something with them, I think, for sure. I'm a big fan of Anvil. I'm, obviously, we're not sponsored by them, and they wouldn't go for that when uh, when I when I tried that, but they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty much um, my default for... Did, did you start that conversation with, hi, I'm Robin, you may have heard from me from? 
from from such podcasts as <laughs> the Age of Empire, Imperial Truth. Uh, yeah, look, pr- pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and funnily enough, they just didn't snap my hand off and say, "Here, have all this stuff for free." But yeah. that's that, that, that's business sense for you, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but they might go to for if GW don't make it or Forge World don't make it. Yeah, Anvil, Anvil do make some pretty pretty awesome um, minis. Uh, yeah, I, I I used Delicious Heads on your recommend actually for my militia you know the ones with the they look they've got um gas masks on and uh, sort of yeah. uh, world war one um is it i can't remember it's brody or something helmets yeah brody helmets yeah cracking casts as well the the quality of them mm. i mean I, i've had yeah, it's very good i've had 90 odd 90 odd miniatures from them i think something like that and mm. never had a miscast no but, totally but our friend nikki has gotten a resin and a filament 3d printer this uh during lockdown um he told his wife it's for his art degree so you know whatever makes him feel better um also christian i'm saying he's he's doing bfg stuff uh, i have asked him if he can print oh i haven't sorted him out with some files yet um (coughs) he's gonna print me off some battlefleet gothic stuff at some point Hmm. because chris sent me a list so i'm gonna i'm painting a decor of krieg army for him i have been for like a year um and he's just a lot print- of it, the speed you go through stuff. There is a lot of it. <laughs> there is a lot of it. Well, I did decided I'm going to take my time over it because I'm not going to rush it, get bored and do a really bad job on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been doing it for ages. But yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a few thousand points at least now. So um, uh, and he's got and he's printing off some more he wants me to do. And I'm like, can I wangle some you to print me some ships for Battle of the Gothic at this? Yeah, just I don't think we've got long before um home printing effectively becomes the norm. Like I said, we did talk about it didn't we I don't know, a year ago I guess. Yeah, I when when ago. when it when it came up as to would it be okay to use the three D printed army? And this is a question that a lot of probably EOs and et cetera, et cetera have to ask themselves in the coming months. I think because it is prices going down, the availability becomes you know it becomes less hassle to print something off than it does to buy it, and then you know you're in, you're in that it's kind good. of music unless it's, model. Unless it's resin, it, it, well the resin itself isn't that isn't that cheap. But I I had a kind of well, it's the, the toxic waste it creates. Well, there is that. <laughs> there is that. Um, but there's lots of stuff around the house that is. A lot more toxic than you'd like to think. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, indeed. But it's just obviously resin has the um, the re- you've got to wash the resin in that alcohol, and it's like you can't tip it down the sink. You've got to take it to a dump. It's, yeah, <laughs> but that's that's just that's just iso- that's just ninety nine percent isopropyl alcohol. You can buy that at the chemist. Yeah, no, no, but Which, it's the resin that goes into it. You can't dump it down the drain. You've got to get a spec. Nah, you've got to you, take you, it to a specialist. Yeah, just take. You've got to take it to like a council. Uh, the 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 right bin in the council tip basically. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway. But anyway, we digress. Tangent button. Tangent on, Rob. Um, what, what you've what no, because there was so little to talk about this month. I haven't bothered to get the tangent button up. So I thought it'd be a good time for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what have you got to talk about then, Rob? Uh, well, I've got. I'd like to talk about another third party actually, which is Victoria Miniatures. Uh, Victoria Lamb, late nineties, early two thousands, Golden Demon winner. Lots of object source lighting. Very pretty. Um, she's got an awesome range of hashtag not imperial guard honest yeah. uh, and she's done some new uh, torsos for her penal guard 
um, who are, um, yeah, decidedly um, <laughs> inspired, should we say Russian inspired by the uh, sort of self-detonating penal colonies. The uh, internet is now failing me, obviously, and it's not opening the link to let me look at them again. Ah, um, uh, yes. Ah, uh, there we are. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So they are um, grenade vests, basically. So um, you've got like an iron collar uh, with uh, what looks to basically be a bunch of frag grenades yeah. um, strapped strapped to it. Um, they're the male torsos. Um, so she will be releasing female ones as well at some point. Generally, she's uh, really pretty, good at that. Uh, yeah, pretty even-handed with anything. She makes pretty much everything for uh, both sexes, um, but they would probably fit on Cadian legs as well. Yeah, I think they're designed for Cadian legs, as it were. Yeah. Um, Unofficially, she, of course. Yeah, I think she took that um, sort of the way they join between the legs and the torso as a standard fit for all her stuff. It's a bit like Anvil. You can mix and match legs, heads, torsos, and arms. Um very high quality. You'll probably pay quite a lot for shipping, though, because it does come from Australia. Um, so it it's might all take, it. might it's take all a while. Stuff. But it, it is, is uh, it is really, really nice stuff uh, for traitor militia. Um, or even discipline collars, maybe. Yeah, 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 the discipline collars thing would work. Um, or even if you wanted, like, um, like a kind of even if you were going like a close combat kind of theme and you weren't going with a lot of ranged weapons, it just looked like these guys have just got bandoliers of grenades all over them just to mm. lob at anybody as they're going in. Yeah. Frothing, howling maniacs. Mm-hmm. So I like them. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, obviously the heresy scene is mostly independent as well. So um, total sort of obsessive adherence to everything being a hundred percent GW, certainly here in the UK isn't, entirely necessary really and if it's not necessary in the uk it's not really going to be entirely necessary anywhere else in the world is it no because no. if, if we're not playing in gw then uh, nobody else is so so 10 the postage from uh, her postage charge for orders under 100 us dollars is 10 pounds 10 dollars that's not bad that's not bad considering the distances coming and the danger money for the postman standard international shipping yeah Ten dollars. That's that's less, than, that's less than I thought it would be. If I'm honest, yeah. I, I think it's just the stuff is expensive in general. Once you start getting into whole kits, if you're just talking bits, then it's not too bad. But once you start getting into like the entire kit, like I'm, get, I think the penal guys you can get legs and stuff for them as well, and and weapon arms and stuff like that. Yeah, true. But then you know you get what you pay for, don't you? Yes, you do. They are incredible, incredible quality boutique. Minis, I think, would be a great way of describing them. Yeah. Perfect for the war hipsters out there. Like yourself, Rob. What do you mean? (laughs) I was about to say that, but you beat me to it. I might have a curly moustache, but I do not ride a penny farthing, and my trousers are not scared of my ankles. There's a guy in Chichester that basically dresses like it's 1905 and rides around on a penny farthing. Well, he's an idiot then. And he, he still smokes. He smokes a little pipe and everything. He's, he's uh, I used to, uh, yeah, I used to smoke a pipe, but I, I that was on doctor's orders. I used to smoke a pipe as well, actually. I love smoking. I've got, I've, I've got one upstairs next to the computer, so if I'm sat on the computer, I can still just uh, 
Mm. I, unfortunately, mean, one of the many reasons why we call you Bilbo Baggage, Graham, is because you smoke Bil- Bilbo Baggage. Yes. <laughs> Just, just to Sit. give a story there, really, I suppose context is key. It's not that I'm you know, like lugged around like an old suitcase. It's just that when we've been playing online games sure. recently, my performance has been somewhat down. So going back to our earlier um, conversation with Michael, uh, my two other, my brother Chris and my other brother, named me Bilbo Baggage because that's basically they were carrying the team. So context is king. Well, you can you can return that favor next time you play a game with uh, Brother Mills, the Brother Mills, the Median. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought people used to have to remind me of a lot of rules, and then I saw you playing a game with Dave. Yes, bless him. But he has, and he only plays. I think this is that that was like the fourth he, game. He plays Heresy two days two days a year. Yeah, he's got a, <laughs> yes. he's got a much he's got a much better excuse than me. I play it at least four days a year. That's true. That is true. And you have our podcast as well, where we can talk all things rules. If only had a podcast like that, would be great. Anyway, next out the bag is Chris, I believe. So I was eating a Bakewell smile. So <sighs> well introed and everything. So well introed. I know. Perfect uh, right. segue straight into the confectionery. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they were calling to me. They've been calling to me for about an hour now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple of videos that might interest people from Pete the Wargamer. One converting World Eaters cultists and one on Alpha Legion cultists for those of those particular predilections. Ooh. Oh, nice word. Thanks. Five, five points to Mills the Younger. Yeah. Um, skulls for the Skull Throne 4 happened at the beginning of June. Um, there were some nice bargains to be had. Uh, in that, as it's worth keeping an eye on Steam for Warhammer games going on sale because there are some mm. great ones still out there. So, uh, what was what was this? And oh, it's, yeah, it's the annual um, St- Warhammer Steam sale. Oh yes, I see. Uh, so with you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that flight so looks quite good. They usually coordinate a bunch of releases um, and uh, some discounts. I managed to pick up. Blood Bowl, the complete collection. Um, I think it was Blood Bowl 2 or something. Yeah, like, I got I, that one. Uh, I think it was like a fiver or something. Yeah, it was ridiculously cheap. I mean, I'll probably play like, you know, five hours over the next decade. But yeah, pretty much, pretty much. My Steam library it. is my, my Steam library is pretty much that. If it's a bargain, ooh, I'll get that. Never play it. Um, and I got uh, War, Warhammer 40,000 Armageddon, I think, as well. Um, which is meant to be quite good, um, and a few soundtracks. So it was quite good. Ooh. Nice. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. There are some games in there, aren't there? Okay. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. A couple of heresy games as well. So worth keeping an eye on. Uh, speaking of heresy games, uh, we have uh, the horror talisman, the Horus Heresy. I mean, everyone knows Talisman, uh, or you should. Um, as a Horus Heresy version on Steam. However, it won't be on Steam as of the 22nd of June. The license has expired and they are withdrawing it from sale on Monday. So if you want it, go grab it now. It's 1681 for the complete collection with a base game, all the expansions and the soundtrack. So Ooh, I've got the original. I've got the original one on uh, on Steam, but um, I haven't got the Heresy one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, I'd love if they actually made it as a proper board game. I think it would sell, but 
There you go. Okay. Well, moving away from uh, from pixels into uh, into something that's also pixels because it's Warhammer Community, but hey ho. Um, they also they published on Warhammer Community an interesting article on the Great Game, which as uh, any aspiring fluff priests out there will know is the ongoing rivalry between the four major chaos powers. Um, obviously, it's applicable across all of the GW universes, but it does um, hold relevance to the heresy as well, because obviously the uh, machinations of uh, Erebus, etc., are all driven by the Pantheon. Mm. So it's just a little little insight into that, and uh, you know, with any luck, maybe even JP from the Age of Darkness podcast might realise it, and it might read it and realise that Maral has been dead for 20 years. Who? Do you not listen to the Age of Darkness, the podcast with Miles on? Oh, I do not. I'm sorry. Oh, he's a he's a Canadian chap. Talks incredibly fast, and he's one of the most excitable people in the universe. Um, good, he's a good podcast. Yeah, he's a big fan of the uh, big fan of the old Chaos Lord, the sort of realm of chaos. Oh, yes. Going way back and back way back when there was a, a chaos god called Malal, the uh, the god of malice, and uh, JP is obsessed that he's still a thing. Oh, even, right. even though even though Workshop haven't published anything with him in since about he, 1991, he's, he's kind of a thing. I mean, they put in that uh, one of the Ephiric de- um, Dominions in um, in the Demons list is is sort of definitely Malal, but but he's not named. It's not named. It's well, none of them are named. But it's no, like, but Ma- Malal hasn't been named. Since. Or Ma- or is it Malice? Yeah, is it Malice. They call him now. Yeah, Malal hasn't been named since I think the third edition Warhammer. Yeah, because it was um, one of the the creator of Malal or Malas or I can't I can, I can never get it the right way round. Mm. Um, had the copyright to it, so mm. they just decided ah. to destroy it because he's the anti chaos chaos god. Yes, he doesn't like the other chaos gods, so he's always trying to thwart them. Gotcha. So his Let's whole stick is he wants to destroy chaos, so there is more chaos. Yeah, he's because he's he hates chaos. He's, he's the, there, I'm sure. He, he's the Joker, basically. Okay. Um, he's uh, but yeah, JP from Age of Darkness is uh, he's a regular. Um, he's a Malal is someone who crops up regularly on the show, much like JP's convinced that Altharius is still alive. As I think well. there's a there's a there's a uh, chaos um the tra- a traitor bat warband the sons of malice i think or malice yes sons of, sons of malice that are black and white yes yeah yeah uh yeah that they, those were his colors black and white um mm, but yeah there's uh, <laughs> there's he's he's quite a regular on on that show which i would advise people to uh, give a give a listen to if if they would if they so wish uh, well, there you go. Every day Miles, Miles, day. Miles from Little Legends on there, Graham. So I would have thought you'd have been subscribed to that one already. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get his get his painting know-how without having to pay for it. It's brilliant. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll let you edit that one if you want, Mike. Games <laughs> <laughs> uh, Workshop launched the Warhammer merchandise website this month, where you can buy well, unsurprisingly, Warhammer merchandise. Nothing Harry specific, but loads of generic stuff for the legions. I bought a hat. Uh, Ing bought a, hat, a lovely inquisitorial hat. I did. So uh, I have my eye on a on a ultramarines um, phone case. 
I found in my journey into the loft the other day my Tanith cat badge from when Ford World released. That thing's worth a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, it's on my. It's on ah, my... that reminds me. I finished uh, first done only. Right, yes. Really, so, really good. Really, well, really good. Welcome to 1997. How are you getting on with the rest of your hobby? Tangent. <laughs> Never mind. Tangent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well done. Was it next Ghost Maker? Uh, yeah, Necropolis third, isn't it? Yeah, yeah ne- Necropolis is ace, but just wait until you get to Traitor General. And I'm going to say it every time you mention this until you get to Traitor General. Just wait until you get to Traitor General. I, I don't think I've read Traitor General actually. So oh I'm my sure. god! I'm reading through the founding, so that is. Um, yeah, Traitor General's yeah. in the Lost. That yeah. that, is, uh, that I think there's a short story before the next one, so. Interesting. Uh, Sabat Martyr was it? I really enjoyed that one, but and there we are going on tangents. Yeah. I mean, we could just do a Tanith podcast. I'd quite happy yeah. just do that. I have never <laughs> hated a character in a book in any series of books. I have never hated a character more than I hated Lija Koo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the <laughs> the amount the amount of hatred that Dan Abnett manages to bring up. I mean, admittedly, in me, it's not difficult. But even in people that I know that are reasonable, good people, <laughs> the, 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 the level of hatred and ire that this character can... And, and not just comedy, kind of like, oh, he's in a book. No, as in proper, I hate him. Yeah. Absolutely hate him. Because he did he did, he did a what terrible, he did. terrible thing. He, he did more than one terrible, terrible well, thing. Yeah, but the, he, did, he deprived us of a, a, a wonder... He deprived us of multiple wonders, but I know which one you're on about, and I think yeah. the one that Spoil- upset me was was spoilers, different. guys. Tangent. Well, no, no, no that if you're reading Gaunt's Ghosts, you've got to approach it a little bit like George R. R. Martin. Don't get attached to anybody. Yeah, right. Fair enough. This is the 41st millennium. They're guardsmen. They don't even wear heavy armor. Don't get attached to anybody. Fair enough. Like, yeah. Um, sh- sh- shall we do, like, a, a, a Tanith sideshow at some point randomly? <laughs> I'm totally up for that. All right. Anyway, fair enough. Shall we um, edit back to the point before we went into the Tanith world? Because yeah, I would sorry. also like to do that. That'd yeah. be very interesting. We'll have merchandise. Yes. And we've looked at stuff. And there you go. And I bought a hat and, yeah, done. Okay. Smashing. Good to know. Right, uh, next out of the bag, um, Graham McNeil uh, delves into the forthcoming Fury of Magus novella. Back to who? Oh, Jesus. Let's start again. Rewind. Yes. Graham McNeil delved into the forthcoming Fury of Magnus novella, which is scheduled to go on sale as a limited edition in August. Obviously subject to change, but the article on Warhammer Community looks at the journey of Magnus as written by Graham over the past decade or so. Yeah, that's really interesting, that. Did he do anything wrong? There you go. Uh, Does he say... Where do you start? As if you have to even ask that question. Of course not. Right. Did he do more wrong than the Iron Warriors? Wasn't me, people. Just put that. That wasn't me. No, it wasn't actually for once, which is. I mean, but in Magnus's defence, at least he didn't just hide behind a defence line. 
He might he might have done things wrong, but at least he came out from behind his defence line to do them. Oh yes, one of the finest. I'll abandon that defence line and I'll go off into try and take on Horus, and then I'll have to go and get knackered by the Alpha Legion, and then I'll disappear into the warp. Oh yeah. Is that is that literally the the best you have? I mean, goodness what? me, Russ. Yeah, I mean, least effective Primarch at the Siege of Terror in, in the time period. What's even at the none. Siege of Terror? He wasn't no, even exactly. There. I mean, even Gilliman's more important than Rust is in the Siege of Terror. <laughs> I mean, you know, Space Wolves great at one thing, basically destroying anything where people have got more than an IQ of of seven. Oh, so that's, that's even that one. Oh right, really? Okay. Oh, as I see, this is it. See, Crosby still national young, gonna collapse at any moment. Moving on before the show collapses, this um, episode is going to be called Rumours, and it's going to be a picture of Graham dressed like Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be Stevie Nick? That's yeah. what I want to know. I'm not Stephen with anybody. <laughs> Go on then. Michael. Uh, uh, return to Isvan, a hashtag you may have seen around on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and what have you. Basically, a bunch of guys on Crusade and Heresy, Age of Darkness, have decided that when this, um, that what they're going to do, well, in lockdown, when we can't play with each other, is create. Excuse me. <laughs> Michael, we can never play with each other. Ooh, nay, 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 and thrice, nay. <laughs> Ooh, uh, is, they're going to create armies based on the first book. So that is, they're looking at centurion lists based only on units you have in book one. And using well, legions from book one. Well, we inadvertently roped ourselves into this. Because that's uh, what we've done. Well, we're building vindicators, so no. Not in book one? I don't. I think the case in book. Yeah, but they're not in Centurion. They're not in Centurion. Oh, they're not. True. Yeah, we may have. A little, we may have as, a little. As, as Graham proved, when why have indicators when you can take Medusas? Yeah, we we may have a little bit, but um, yeah, but it's generally going on. Um, Lex um and the guys from Crusade and Heresy are really pushing it. Um, so is the the Edge of Darkness Miles. So uh, uh, just based around those four legions, the Legio um. Uh, redu- sorry, order reductor, uh, a few other bits and bobs. So it's just sticking to units that are in book one. Yeah. Which is admittedly a bit of a challenge. Which book? Which, who's in book one? The very Sun famous. Horus, Sons of Horus, Emperor's Children, Death Guard, and World Eaters. Okay. Yeah, because that would make sense, wouldn't it? I suppose. Yeah, it's got, three. And you've got not. And you've not got a lot, you know, the, obviously you've got the very basics of the army list in there. So, um, you know, the army list really expanded over the first three books. Yes. So eight, there's years, a lot of, eight years ago, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't out. OK, interesting. Good to know. All right. Next. Yeah, definitely worth it. If you fancy that. Go yeah, on, Rob. So uh, Warhammer Community, uh, they've given their social media presence uh, a bit of a facelift. Uh, the Warhammer TV page on Facebook is simply just going to be known as Warhammer in future. And interestingly, this caught this caught my attention. Uh, they've uh, launched a new podcast, the Warhammer Community Podcast. Um, first episode of which featuring Mr. Adam Truck, uh, well-known uh, stalwart of head office. Um, 
the second edition, uh, second episode is uh, about ninth edition of 40k. If that's uh, if that's your bag, um, you know, it's quite interesting to see what they're doing with it. And uh, you know, I don't think it's. Uh, I'm a bit bit different to Chris. It's not. It is the other game, but it's it's always interesting just to see what's going on. Is this taking the place of the Stormcast and Rockcast? No, it's, it's in, in, adi- in addition to. Okay, good. I think it's in addition to for now, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like, basically, they can do something, because Stormcast and Boxcast, a lot of the time they were very much focused on stuff that's come out recently or stuff that's coming out. And uh, Obviously, while they've had a bit of period of time where nothing's been able to come out, there are some uh, shows, shows that they haven't been able to release. And, and the Voxcast and Stormcast are recorded quite a long way in advance as well. Yeah. And of okay. course, you've also got the, the consideration that when they do Voxcast and Stormcast, they stay within one universe. Whereas with this Warhammer community one, I've only listened to the first one. I haven't got round to the second one yet. They actually talk about Middle Earth as well. Because you don't get Adam Trocon and not talk about Middle Earth. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay. Next. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to potentially dabble my toe in the new world just to see what's like, and then probably have the first game against somebody who brings some beardy kill everything whack list, and then never play it again. But we shall see. I'll bring all Phobos armor and play. And, yeah. and, and going back, and then come back to Heresy and play Armored Breakthrough. All right, and great. <laughs> oh, he's got a grudge to bear, hasn't he? <laughs> Wait a minute, don't you play uh, Space Wars with the single most um, free, Power best, of yeah, best troop choice in the game? Buttons, Hapley. Oh yes, yep. you do. Yeah, but they've still only got th- they've still only got three plus saves, and they're not hid behind a defence line. But you could they're hid inside an armor fourteen tank. I was going to say, leave them, leave them in. Oh, have they got nice plush cushions for them to lie on anyway there you go that is that. There, so it is they've got wooden benches well it would be wouldn't it they're kind of norwegian so. yeah exactly go on in um i think it's chris oh well, no sorry yep. i thought it was the next one uh stores are now open stores specifically just also general stores now uh that not there are restrictions in place good lord how personal uh, <laughs> should be notes. Should be notes. Socially, socially distanced conquers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, most store managers are asking that you check that you have what you want before coming along. Uh, check that they have what you want before coming along, and that you may have to wait outside uh, for a one-in-one-out policy in some places. I should imagine Brighton, being the teeny tiny shop that it is, definitely would have one. Yeah, I think Sunderland are allowed two people in their store. And I don't know if that includes... Any more of that is a riot, isn't it? Yeah, much. <laughs> um, uh, it's basically a broom cupboard. My, my my bathroom is bigger than the Sunderland store. Here we go. Wait a minute. Give it. I'm just going to do a countdown now before it starts moaning about Sunderland. Go on. No, it's actually a really nice mm-hmm. store. The manager is lovely. Okay. Um, it's, it's a really nice store. It's, 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 it's a bit out of the way, but it's still near the high street. Uh, and it's got mm. disabled parking right outside, but it's it's tiny. It's it literally is a cupboard. What's but, Sunderland High Street like, Michael? Well, let's not talk about Sunderland High Street. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Anyway, on in other news, so actually very important business news, always one of our favourite sections. So good, not unsurprisingly, uh, Games Workshop once again have released their figures, and they have been very good. 
So uh, usually at this point, we'd hand over to our financial correspondent, Mr. Chris Mills. So what's your an- analysis? Have you looked through the figures of this? No, I haven't actually. This, this is the, I think it's the first time since I've started doing the show that I haven't actually gone through a, uh, a quarterly report of GWs. <laughs> so um, despite the lockdown um, and then shutting up shops, obviously retail for two months, um, literally not saying anything, um, they're still expecting sales and profits to be better than last year, um, which is impressive. I don't know whether that's factoring in the ninth edition release, because obviously that would generate a huge amount of money for them. No, um, this is up to 31st up of May. To this point. Oh, yeah. right. so yeah. That doesn't even cover the price rise that they just had recently. Got you. So this is um, all right. I can with you. So this isn't a forecast. This is a, a this actual is release in the results. Oh, nice. Yeah, 31st of May, of course it is. So great news, I suppose. Um, oh, and also another other sort of socially aware news, and I haven't seen any other companies do this, so this is good, I think. Um, they're seeking to repay the money that they were given by the government to cover wages during the lockdown. So I'm assuming when I they furloughed this. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, hear is, I think, as I remember correctly, there are restrictions on what you can pay as dividends to shareholders. I think. Don't quote me on that one. Okay. Um so I think they're repaying it back because they're making the same amount of money, even though they were shut for like nearly two months. But this way they can still pay out dividends and stuff. OK, I'm with you. Yeah, I see what you mean. So by but, giving back but, furlough money. I may have misconstrued that from and put two and two together and got five. So mm. we shall ask our financial correspondent. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, it's a, it's a I'll, count I'll see if anything could happen. I'll go, I'll go through it and... Um, about with some tidbits for next month yeah i mean it'd be nice sorry michael to be fair if that was a government policy you know that's not terrible i mean i don't know whether it is it it would be for my business i'd be out of a job (laughs) yeah so we shall see like i said we shall see um it would be interesting chris if within the specialist work games section whether we can extract any ideas of how heresy is doing but i know it's difficult because i don't release the figures for it so here we go so that is it's all looking very good for games workshop as always the hobby is growing exponentially great period of growth and will probably continue to do so even you know with the projected um recession that's going to happen sort of august time they were they weren't affected as much last time no. With the downturn, if anything, they, they um, I remember this because I was, I was sort of in the camp at this point, and uh, their reasoning was when things are really bad, people find the way to spend money on the things that make them happy. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's it's, yeah. true. I mean, escapism it's, economics. It's like no, I can't afford, I can't afford to shop in the same places for me food or whatever, or I can't afford the you know as many bottles of wine shall we say as I, as I might buy or whatever but you know what playing painting and playing that takes me away from everything that's horrible and rubbish so people yeah. find the money for it yeah it's like board games was exactly the same situation at that time um sales of board games just shot up um i partly because they're better value than um than a video game subscription but I don't know. I've seen how much some board games cost. You could play well for two years for the price of some of them. To be fair, there are some that you could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but I mean, uh, Talisman. I mean, if you want, if you want to play Kingdom Death, you could have a WoW subscription for five years. I think. <laughs> Kingdom Death. Probably. 
so since just just sort of since so since March, since the lockdown and everything, so GW's share price has pretty much doubled. Yeah, higher, than, higher than it was before. The, I know some um, people that have made some money. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure. So sadly, I think sadly, I'm not one of them. No. Yeah, they had like a little dip just before the results were released, and there are quite a few people on certain groups out there on the internet. Um, you know, certain circles and arches of Warhammer trolls. Yep. Um, uh, who was saying, "Oh, they released that. They released that. They released that statement about being about you know Warhammer being for everyone." But look, their share price has gone down. It was like. Well, hang on. No, this is in line with the rest of the stock market because the stock markets generally had a bit of a bad week. Yeah, and then have, of course, back to, up again. <laughs> to put those two together in correlation. Yeah, the stock but, market hasn't been race dependent since the 1600s. Thank Christ. Uh, yes. So anyway, <laughs> the um, the long and short of it is obviously the parent company of the, the Games Workshop PLC. WPLC. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing particularly well. So um, that's got to be good for our hobby going forward. We shall see. I mean, moving to the new offices post um, COVID re- recession and recovery, one yeah. hopes it could be an interesting all the, time ahead. But all the new media stuff, you know, they've got loads of uh, new media things coming out. So yeah, the licensing's come out the right time. Like the merch, you might not be able to fi- afford a new army, but I bet most people find the excuse to buy a t-shirt. Oh, I tell you, I tell you what though. Or in leggings, terms, in your case, Mike. Yeah, in terms of the, in terms of the stuff that actually went. Um, that that have done did i'm just want to say did you guys see that trailer for ninth edition yes no, no. No. <sighs> yes and that also had certain circles and people hiding under certain arches complaining about the gender balance as well and it's like well, i absolutely love that that was fantastic it was just so well done yeah i i, I liked it uh, I, I mean just that just makes up for the entire ultramarines movie oh i don't know about that <sighs> That, that that's that that's a that's a bold claim. Even, Dan, a bold claim. even Dan Abnett refuses to talk about that. Still, I'm I, know, I stand by that statement. That in inti- that like four minute video, it, it just it. it wipes the memory clean. You do that for a whole film, and I'm on board. Okay, right. Anyway, that's like saying that when Ray turns around in the Force Awakens and you see the Millennium Falcon parked up, that that makes up for the Phantom Menace. And if you agree with that statement, next time we meet in person, it won't be a hug. You'll be getting a punch. I'm just I like the Phantom Menace. Oh, I, actually, I quite like the Phantom Menace. It's worth a it's it's I, worth a rewatch. I mean, I, I want one like minutes, you. Yeah. I will confess. But I, I I've I've, I've, I've Watched it since, and you know what? If you took the bits yeah. out of Jar Jar, if the anything film itself isn't better than the I mean, the new ones. I, if I, if I, anything I, loses as subscribers that it goes into this podcast, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. I I watched it with uh, one of my nephews who was like six, and the joy on his face as he was watching it was like, "This is a kids' film, isn't it?" And it was sort of like. Well, actually, yeah. If I if I watch it like that, it's actually not that bad. I haven't let Hendrix watch episodes one, two, or three. Episode two is horrific, terrible. He's he's yeah. he's seen the original trilogy, and he's seen the episodes seven, eight, and nine. And have you have you got a special version where you, uh, Han Solo, you know, Greedo shoots first, just to give him the real experience? Yes. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> yes, and where it's um, David Prowse at the end and not Hayden Watts' chops. Yes, it was David Prowse at the end. 
Uh, oh, sorry, not David um, Prowse. It was the other fella. It's yeah, um, one of Alec Guinness's mates. I can't remember his name now. Yeah. Uh, but he only got the he was skint, wasn't he? So yeah. good. Not not Hayden Christensen anyway. Not that one because. Uh, no, what's his name? Yeah, um, that that's that fella. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's it's not David Prowse. He's far too old, far too uh, paunchy and jowly. You know when I said. Gents, we're going to be. You say this is going to take ten minutes. This going to take an hour and a half. All right, let's move on then. <laughs> okay, let's move on and talk about Titans. Right. So this is. Now time for the engine kill section, which is where me and Mr. B will talk about Titanicus. Um, as there are no releases, we're going to continue with our Legio focus, at this time turning our attention to the Legio Griffonicus, the war griffins. They are the they're the poster boys of Titanicus, aren't they? Their armor plating is the one on the box. Or was the one on the box, isn't it? Yeah, um, they are the, the 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 sort of like the they're basically the equivalent of the ultramarines. Uh, Everyone's favourite. Yep, yeah, uh, in Titanicus, the, the the good guys. So that's well. Uh, well. I suppose as, if anyone is the good guys, probably the, these guys are the good guys. I should think. Yeah. So um, yeah. So the the, the war griffins uh, is their low gothic name. Um, do you want to talk about their history, Chris? Or yeah, so it's long, it's storied, and probably goes uh, before the legions of Mars, um, and they're one of the strongest and sort of and the largest. Uh, so they come from the fortress of Griffon Fort, which is also where the um, the Lehman Rust turrets from Griffon Fort as well. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think so. It's, it's a prominent forge world, so yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, like the Ultramarines, proceeded over their own stellar uh, empire during the Age of Strife, uh, although in this case it was only eight worlds, not the far too many that the Ultramarines have taken over, <laughs> subjugated. The age of the Lysio is apparently because half of the God Engines are STC patterns, that are from before the Age of Strife, and they do tend to favour the Reaver class. When Griffon IV was discovered in the Great Crusade, they immediately swore an oath of law to the Emperor and joined as many (sighs) expeditionary fleets as possible to retain the galaxy in mankind's name. Yeah. Uh, When Horus turned, they kept their oaths and turned their guns upon the traitors and fought in many notable battles, including Molech, Talan, Beta Garmin, uh, and from... The Titan death, they survived, unlike many other Legios, and fought on terror during the siege. They are most closely associated with the Nighthouse... Oh, God. Veroni? Ver- yep. Yeah, Veroni, yeah. Yeah, uh, Andy Hall's favourite Nighthouse. Well, that's fair enough. They're pretty cool. They yeah, absolutely. Cool yeah, they've got, they've got a long and storied history. Yeah, they said long and storied history, but... Um, so what about their rules then? Um, well, the the key thing about the War Griffins is aggressive as an aggressive nature. Um, they've got a legion trait called Lust for Glory, and you have to build your battle groups around this legion trait. They they 
if you're going to play Graphonicus, you are pretty much locked into playing it in this style, in this way. Um, because once deployed, the Graphonicus player can declare any of their Titans will claim an enemy Titan as target. So you can say, right, this Warlord is going for that Warhound. This Reaver is going for that Reaver. Um, but you've got to declare it out loud, preferably in as haughty a voice as possible. Uh, <laughs> that's just what they're going to be like. Yep. And write it down. If, a t- if your Titan, so your Warlord, was to attack that Warhound, the player can re-roll hit rolls of one and add one to the result of any armor rolls. However, if any other Titan attacks the target, then the claim is forfeit and you no longer benefit from those rules. So you've got to, to, to take advantage of this. You need to build self-sufficient Titans that can deal with... Uh, uh, punishment themselves and take out titans on their own so you need to build those titans that are um oh, what's the best way of you know all-rounder titans yeah um yeah. otherwise you know uh because you're going to want to declare each of your titans going to want to declare a target uh but you still can uh, night banners can still attack them and not affect that though so that's pretty good yeah you still get support from your acastus knights Just a little bit yes or your um, Porphyrians. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, they're, they're, that's, that's quite uh, helpful support to have. It is indeed. <laughs> um, so they've got the mainstay of the Legion, uh, which means you can replace any Warlord or Warhound in any mana pool with a Reaver. And you can get an upgrade depending on which type of God Engine it replaced. Placing a Warlord can get you Gravitas Plating, which increases the arm value of each of the Titan's armor tracks by one, making it tougher for mid-strength weapons to hurt you. Um, but I think Gravitas Plating also, you lose speed, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you I instead think... place a Warhound, you gain Motive Subreactors, which gives you a boost to your movement, which means a short-range Reaver works really well with this equipment. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've got that. Uh, they, 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 the uh, Reavers that replacing Warhounds is fantastic. Yeah. Um, in terms of personal traits, so this is your Princept traits. Uh, you've got Master Duelist. Now that allows your Princeps to re-roll failed hit rolls against targets within eight inches. So, if you've got your melee Reavers, you know you really get to. They, they really are going to get a bit of a benefit from this one. Um. Hunter without equal that lets you re-roll all failed hit rolls against your princeps uh claim target so you know the target which means that target needs to uh hide really in order to be safe from the princeps because otherwise it's gonna get it the one i like a lot though is reckless maverick now that allows the princeps in yoris to immediately activate a second time within either the movement or the combat phase but you've got to push your reactor up three times. So the, the thing with that is, it's it's a cool sort of idea, but Reavers Warhounds don't have a lot of reactor oomph. Um, you know, before you start getting into trouble if you're taking up three levels. Yeah, no, no, that's that 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 is true. But you can imagine a a reaver can move up 24 inches with the boosted movements yep. i saw this on a battle report if you've got a charge order it also allows you to make perform two charges which lets you really pile on that melee so i mean with that um when you pair that up with motive sub reactors that's quite potent 
so. the thing with yeah again major sub reactors can increase your re reactor level as well yeah it's a critical hit and stuff like that so that one seems to be the riskiest and i suppose the clue is the type with reckless maverick really isn't it so yeah yeah, it's definitely a risky one, but I think that's that's kind of the the thing with uh, Griffonicus. They're all about risky, aggressive, uh, um, you know, getting up there and really knacking up. Yeah, which makes sense. They are, you know, master duelists, as they say. Yep, that 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 is their that is their 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 whole point. You know, they're. They're sort of like, uh, right, you're going to take care of this person. I'm going to take care of this person. Yep, that makes sense. So um, I was, I, th I think you're, yeah, that's it. Pick your target, go for it. And, you know, the thing is, I suppose it's quite a different way of playing because normally you want everything to be, um, uh, what's the, not overlapping, but everything needs to work in harmony with each other. Whereas Graphonicus is basically, no, uh, my name is Jeff. I'm going to do one thing, and that's destroy that Titan. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, that's that is kind of the point. Um, so yeah, they they they've got they really are super super aggressive, and yeah. you've got to play them that way. If you're going to play these, you've got to do that. So, um, in terms of painting them, their colours they're uh, a muted grey with panels of yellow blue with gold trim but the good thing is duncan did a uh, great painting guide on painting a griffonicus warlord battle titan yeah. um they also have transfers uh color transfers from games workshop which are supposed to be permanently available we i i, I understand um because they're sort of like the key legio but of course they're in on the basic transfer sheet in every box as well so they're very popular. I've seen them played a lot. I think Nick Baton and Duncan Rhodes both play uh, Graphonicus. Okay. So. I suppose the availability of getting those transfers and things makes it a lot more appealing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because you know, that's always the, the hard part, isn't it? Trying to get the, the transfers to things. Yeah, yeah. The, the transfers for other Legios haven't remained in print for very long at all. I mean, yeah. yeah so. Um, Right, so yeah, so I guess a summary of these would be that they are super aggressive. Yeah, and if you're a static legio, you're not gonna work on these. So what what do you were you thinking in terms of uh, mana pulls there, Chris? You, so I when I was having a sort of a peruse through of how I would um, sort of go for these, I would use the Ferox um, mana pull. Yep, uh, because. You can you've got that ability to switch out the warhounds for the reavers. Yep. So Ferox is normally two reavers. Uh, sorry, one reaver. So basic is one reaver, two warhounds. Mm -hmm. Then you can add another reaver, add another warhound. Well, you could yep. potentially have um, three reavers in there and two warhounds um, yep. by switching one out, things like that. Um, and also the cool thing about it is the manifold trait. Um, just have to get the page. There it is. Uh, so Titans are part of the Ferox Light Maniple excel at close quarters combat. When a Titan of Ferox Light Maniple makes attacks against the target, there's no further way than its scale in inches. So eight inches for a Reaver. They add plus one to armor rolls that they cause. 
Titan effects like Manifold may also choose to use either their weapon skill or ballistic skill when within two inches of an enemy. Yeah. So when you've got that plus one armor roll from that, and then you take the plus one armor roll for the uh, Legion trait, so when you pick your target or the Lust for Glory, so that gives you plus two to your armor roll. And then if you take the... Which one was it? The Master Duelist um, special uh, Legio Princeps trait. Mm-hmm. So you're re-rolling all those hits that you're making within that eight inches. Um, and you're doing a plus two sort of armor pen as well. Yeah. Which is, you know, if, you, if you're going out to kill something, that's a pretty good combination to kill things with. Yeah, definitely would be. I mean, my thinking was uh, the Venator of a Ferox is going to work quite well because they let you swap out the Warhounds to get the Motus subreactors. Yeah. Um, but if you've got Warhounds in there, they're going to struggle to be self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, Your Reaver's going to do all the work. I think an Axiom replacing a Warhound with a Reaver because then you've got the big brute strength for the Warlord, a very fast Reaver. Uh, that you could kit up for melee. Yeah. And then you've got a couple of other Reavers to back those two up. So three Reavers and a Warhound. Sorry, a Warlord, um, which would be pretty good. Um, Also, what about the Arcus, the Arcus Maniple, the new one? Um, Because you've got in there, you've got uh, the Reaver, you you replace the Warhound, a Warhound with a Reaver. So you've got a Warhound, which can do the sort of spotting for the um, Warbringer Nemesis. Yeah. The Reaver that's going to be fast and getting there so that the Warbringer is going to do the heavy support. The thing is, again, it, it, it's using the Princeps trait. Uh, yeah. The um, Sorry, the other trait. Other things can't shoot your target. Yeah, that's true. It's... So what, things that are, are sort of supportive, because there's one as well that, you know, you can um, measure distance within 12 inches of a, another Titan well. That's great, but you don't want to shoot at it because you might take the chance. Uh, you know, you, you might, you're not really playing to what the Legion wants to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're not worried about getting that, having that, um, making use of the Legion trait, the Legio trait, then you know, go for it. Then I mean, yeah, the the more times you can get sort of cross pollination, I still can't think of the right word. Then that, that's always better. But these are singular hunters, I tend to think. These yeah. are the sort of the you know your, your classic um, Errol Flynn knight on horseback. I've got to show off and do it all myself kind of thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what what what's your overall thoughts on Legio Griffonicus? Yeah, I like I like that sort of martial prowess um, yeah. element about them. That so that haughty kind of uh, opinion. I think there's some quite good things you can do. Um, you know, I'm not surprised they're as popular as they are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely quite popular because they they do fit in that huge um, that that stoic. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take on everyone kind of. Yes. Um, but that's cool. So, uh, by the way, we should have probably mention where the rules can these be found. It's in the core rulebook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they are the, the loyalists in the core rulebook. Anyway, so um, I think that's 
pretty much all we've got to say on them. Uh, next month, I think we're looking at Legio Mortis. Very cool. Yeah, the other the other main uh, box cover the, art. The bad guys. The bad guys, yeah. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right, awesome. Well, what we'll do now is we'll run into the Augury Scanner. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, it's time to open up Graham's mailbag. I mean, sorry, um, the augury scanner. Um, and I'll start with what I've noticed this month. Um, Only man with a named section. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm supposed to put their names down there. You so. keep your 5% to yourself. You yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's mats. I've seen yeah. two. Two interesting mats. They're obviously named for Sigma stuff, Realm of Metal and Realm of Beasts from Deep Cut Studios. I think they look quite nice. Just going to put it out there. I think they yeah. look really nice. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, and it's always nice to get mats. And obviously, I think that people are going to be having new size mats soon, apparently. So we'll see what that happens. Okay. New size mat. How do you mean new size mats? Oh, basically. Is, is there some war- paradigm shift in the wargaming world that I'm not aware ninth, of? Ninth, half inches by you know, ninth, ninth edition. Ninth basically says they put in ninth edition rules. Oh, these are the absolute minimum t- table size you need for this size of a game. Nonsense. And some people have gone. Oh well, that means the tables must be this size. And they, you know, they put it out back in articles. No, no, no. Six by fours are still good. You can still play on a six by four. It's just this is the minimum size we recommend. It just happens to be a bit smaller so that, you know, certain size games happen to be a bit smaller so they can fit on the average dining table, apparently. So, All right. So that, so that they've not gone back to a, an eight by four standard there. They're, they're, they're sort of um, widening the scope to say you can play on a three by three or a four by four. Or... Yeah, 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 basically something like that. It's like 30 by 44 uh, for combat patrol or something, I think. More, more di- dimensionally ecumenical. Yeah, basically. Oh, I like that. I like that. And they're saying this is the minimum size, not the only size. And it, yeah, but, but some it's... people have, some people in some tournaments are like, we're only going to play on this size now, and it's like, go away. Really? Okay. See Chris's, see Chris's comment at the start of the show. <laughs> it's like, go away, go away. I'm not going to change all my mat sizes just because. The minimum size has been defined. I think we should just choose. <laughs> On a game that we're not even numbers. supposed to be talking about, so you know, we're doing fine. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> okay. Um, so, in terms of feedback this month, we had a couple of bits and bobs. The first one was uh, Darren Winters got in contact with us. Thank you, Darren. Um, about your engine kill. Did yep. you? saying that it was it was okay but there was a, a bit of a um disagreement so i don't understand it because i don't play the game but what, what was that about i can copy and paste it in if yes. that's uh, i think he basically disagreed with our some of our conclusions about yeah. um about uh what you call it um ways to run ways things, to run things. And, that's, things. and that's cool we're not going to turn around and say hey we're experts at titanicus we're just talking about the legions these are our interpretations mm. if you think elsewhere otherwise 
excellent tell us we'll we'll talk about it i mean what did he say exactly i forget so um basically saying when with just using the main rule book i agree price lips trait stalwart isn't great however when you now add in shock weapons such as the warhound shock lance oh yeah yeah it suddenly becomes more valuable uh, the ability to remove the shutdown order as soon as it applied reduces the ability and threat of the shock ability okay yeah and only in terms reason- of manipulus sorry yeah, the only reason I haven't really considered that is because I don't know. Um, I haven't seen. What's the word I'm looking for? I haven't seen the um, the the weapons cards for them yet because they've not released them. Yeah, we, we, you know, and there's going to be things that, you know, as, as we start doing this, there are going to be things that we miss because we're not going through with a forensic um, sort of every combination of, of things. It's just stuff that sort of it pops out at us as we're doing it i suppose yeah no i mean i don't think that is you know, yeah. saying that is just giving us some other pointers so yeah. in terms of maniples uh the arcus choice he agrees with our choice but shadow and iron also has the uh, mandatum maniple which is a board with mm. up to four warhounds and this would fit very well with the astorium abilities and traits so keep up the good work gents so there you go yeah. so that was that one thank you for that um Chris uh, Wildman's, which we've alluded to earlier, sent us a thing saying that he's doing this paint-a-thon um, in a, a num- number of weeks, I believe. And we put the link on it onto the page anyway. So you should be able to see that on the Edge of Empire thing. But, yeah, it's um, doing this for 24 hours. So um, painting a start collecting box each. So with um, him and his, his twin... So that's interesting. So they're going to be doing a whole start collecting box between them, or each, is that? Yeah, so yes, one start each. collecting box yeah. each. 24 hours. Ooh, that's cool. That's, well, that's, I, a, that's I, a good idea. I painted all the um, Nighthorn side of uh, the Edge of Sigmar box in a day. Gotcha. I got the Ebrus, so it's Very cool. fairly, fairly attainable, but should be good. should be good to get involved in. And uh, finally, the excellent... There is one more. I have one bit to add in. Oh, sorry. Uh, before we get to the, the, the and finally, um, Andrew Tannadine's auction raffle thing oh, that he did. Yes, 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 that happened. So that it? reached uh, a total of six hundred eighty pounds, which was uh, fantastic. All, all yeah. brilliant stuff going to good cause. Um, and obviously, he had the COL ticket for next year, which uh, Niall Jenkins uh, won, and he's decided to come to September's event next year. Which is terrifying to think about that we're uh, exciting nonetheless. So we look forward to seeing him then. <laughs> terrifying to think about that we've got to do an event in a year's time, but not terrifying. <laughs> Andrew's going to come along. Okay. Just want to clarify that. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem with that. I mean, just yeah, the fact that we're having to think about things about that far ahead now. Um, but yes, that was good. That's all, so, all good stuff. Yes. So the point from an, the top fan that is uh, fifth, Godsmoked. What a fine person yeah, they well, are you do you so do realize that's a, a space wolf character graham i don't care i've completely <laughs> no, changed me. my, All the nice my things view on graham rob trust me that's behind um, I, i'm so starting to suspect actually that as it's a pseudonym that it's you okay that's a very good <laughs> point but anyway um <laughs> what he said was no, he denial, people. no denial just having that on record this this um came about so he put a comment on the last episode so saying that he's listening today or tomorrow and it's been he's been going through some of your back catalogue so our back 
which is very brave, particularly if you started before episode eight. Uh, in the last weeks, he feels, and this is something that I've noticed, that there is a conspiracy against Graham in the list <laughs> of planets. Uh, in his opinion, uh, he, I always have the best lists. Uh, Did he stand, listen to the Night Lords stand, episode? Even, he, he even <laughs> mentions it right there, standing fast with the Night Lords artillery run, but gets ganged up on on the vote. Well, what a fine gentleman. I absolutely, because I've been going back through them myself and thinking, what a clearly, unfortunately, delusional individual. <laughs> no one likes a crawler. He's not, yeah. he's not. He's a he's a straight up guy and uh, sure. person. And he's also an Iron Warriors player, but you know that's absolutely that's right. Well. Uh, well researched, not just chucking in your lazy heresy nonsense that you throw in every week with your one trick ponies. And there you go. So I feel that that is a <laughs> a good thing. That course that led on to a whole discussion about transferring me out to another podcast, which I, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to accept. <laughs> there were a lot of offers on the table, were there? I think a packet of crisp, uh, some. Um, actually, no, it was a packet of uh, pickled onion monster munch and, and, a, and a bottle of a Newcastle brown ale, and I would go to the highest bidder. So the thing is, there wasn't it the fact that we were going to have to pay Greg to take you? Yeah, oh yeah, that was the price to take me. That wasn't the, my transfer fee. Of course. Yeah, no, yeah, it was basically we give that to Greg, <laughs> and he yeah. may consider. And he may consider it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hang on. If I if I'm being exchanged, surely I get a percentage of the exchange uh, fee as well. You weren't even in the conversation, my friend. No, no it's just me. So anyway, I thought that was definitely our property now. So, so thank, thank, thank you very much for that, uh, Mr. Godsmote. That is um, here's the thing quickly because my connection cut out a second ago. Uh, there isn't. I, I couldn't be less interested in a conspiracy about Graham because I haven't got the time to come up with such <laughs> nonsense. I'd rather just troll him full time than come up with a nonsense. You're his, brother, you're his brother. You've been trolling him for 34 years. Yeah, I've done my exactly. best so far. Exactly. Um, the thing, understand it. I can understand it from Chris. I can. You know, we have a brotherly love that, that is also steeped in in fairly you know robust rivalry. Yeah. But the for a conspiracy to take place, that requires a third person in this particular menage a trois. And that being the very silent Michael Bottrell. <laughs> who has well, remained... he's only wandered off now, so. <laughs> you know, because it couldn't have just been Chris. That's all I'm saying. He's nothing to say. Nothing no, to say. Exactly. I, I have not organised in any way a conspiracy <laughs> against Graham. There's no. no conspiracy against Graham. It's just, I guess. It's just that he's just wrong. And, the way uh, it has gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There have been lists in which Graham has, uh, has excelled, but <laughs> maybe I, I'm not. Maybe I'm just We're struggling to come up with any at the moment. Painted yeah. glasses, you know. So it's difficult to see all the thought and research that goes into Graham's lists because it's all hidden behind the defence line. Here we go. Here it's we all, go. It's, it's not... still hidden behind five minutes on Battlescribe. Did you not? <laughs> Last time I picked up one of the rule books was when they first came out. Did you not listen to last month's, you know, when I went to the additional effort of, you know, no, explaining the defence line? No, of course <laughs> oh, not. no, I didn't. You did that as a separate bit, didn't you? I'll have to listen back to that bit. 
Oh, you know, that was hilarious. The thing you always forget, Graham, is once I've done the recording of this, I just wait four weeks to do another recording. Which I'm is, just listening in the meantime. But you, that, that's why you can't see the conspiracy as it exists. Because you, you've never listened back. And I would have to be one of the organised Jibs and general d- dismissing of my you know lists because you never listen back i do i i see every time i have to relive this experience it's traumatic hey i've had to find i've had to find podcasts to fill my work week does anybody do okay do you do you listen back to the podcast michael other than to do the editing uh yes i do because uh megan insists on listening to it okay so, uh, hang on. so that's megan listening to it that's not he, he missed <laughs> he, he missed a swear in the ed, in the edit last month Oh, was that me? No, it was Graham. Oh, okay. oh it wasn't a bad one. No, um, it wasn't. So you know, but you don't, Chris. Once you record it, you're. Once I record it, it's a transit. It's a transient thing for me. You're it's, like an actor who can't watch himself on count on. on it's basically, like I do this. I do have a chat with my friends. It's done. <laughs> Somehow, it ends up on the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then uh, that's about it. You know, that's how I view it. It's, it's, mm. Well, it's a it's a living, breathing record. Of yeah, I know. It's, it's conspiracy-based. <laughs> Rubbishing up my list. If you want to. Maybe we'll have to be more considerate of Graham's feelings from now on. Don't even go there. Or Will just I double, or just double down on the abuse. Or just double down yeah, on the abuse. We'll, so we'll see. Get, double I'll down get, on the abuse. I think. I'll get Dave on next next month, and then we can really give it to him, hammer and tongs. <laughs> The point is and I, that somebody right. has taken their time to, to put this up there for comment. So thank you yeah. very much, Mr. Godsmoke. I do appreciate it most heartedly. And it cheered me up. Baseball's character is your pseudonym, Graham. I mean, we would never have guessed it until you started writing to me. So what you're saying is, ah, okay. So what you're saying is that there is no conspiracy that, that you and Michael have clubbed together to, you know, besmirch my lists. But what is believable is that I yes. would take the name of a pseudonym of another person on the internet uh, or, or, but not only that to throw you off the scent i've been extra clever and use the space wolf because you think there's no way he'd use a space wolf i have known un- my entire life and that is completely believable <laughs> <laughs> See? i can think of at least two or three people that would back me up on this so Bear in mind, this, this could be one of the identities for all those other accounts he's got to hack the download numbers yeah. That's right. Yeah, no. That's right. That's the, the Iron Warriors download numbers. That's one of the many. So anyway, no, I assure you that, that, that I that myself, Chinese server cluster doesn't doesn't <laughs> do it all on its own, does it? <laughs> no, they only need to cancel those phones. Your own, your own yes. So anyway, there we go. So thank you very much for that. I do appreciate it. Just saying, don't listen to this nonsense. You can't can't keep meet fighting the a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cat meat pigeons, yeah, very. Good. So someone asked me okay. to describe the show today, and I said basically the three of us, not Michael, but then, but basically what we've done is it's it's Michael keeping quiet while me and Chris are bullying you today, Graham. Uh, that yes, seems I to am. be. I've, I've noticed that uh, that sort of trend has, has suddenly emerged. Um, but it is a difficult way to describe our podcast. I think people say it's like a couple of fellas talking in the pub, which is not a bad thing, is it? That's that's, that's what we aimed for ultimately, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's when I sort of oh so what do you do as a hobby oh you know i do as a, oh, I do a podcast what's the podcast about yeah uh, 
No, you can never listen to this. Okay, so it's me and Chris, and we're just going to quickly look at books. Uh, we got two this month, but we've only I've only reviewed one of them because I haven't finished the other one. Uh, and that's Child of Chaos by uh, Chris Raitt. Uh This was from the Black Library Event Anthology, 2018-19. Uh, so it basically looks at the uh, bit of the background to the character that we uh, everyone loves to hate. Erebus, and <laughs> we learn some interesting revelations about him. I mean, there's not much you can really say about it. It's a very short story. Um, I think it's great that it's actually been made available because previously, you know, these kind of books, these kind of stories have not been that widely available. So yeah, and if they get hidden in other, th- you know, you don't actually want to buy a big old anthology just for one story and stuff, do you? It becomes a bit of a yeah, especially if it's one you can only get by actually going to a Games Workshop event. Yeah um but yeah it's 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 good it's good i mean it's it's one of those things that it adds something new to the law but it's so in keeping with the character that it's like this probably should have been in the law from the beginning yeah and it's like, it, it, it's one of those things where you, you think they wrote him and then they went oh hang on a minute shall we just quickly tack this on at some point in the story yeah and it, it works really really well well tack it on but you know what i mean yeah yeah um but yeah, we also had Sons of the Selenar, but we'll be back with a review of that next month. I'm yeah. sure everyone's already read that now, but um, I haven't finished it. Um, and in terms of upcoming books, we've got uh, Titan Death, which I think is out for pre-order now. Well, should by the time you've downloaded this, yep. Yeah. Uh, Fury of Magnus. Now, this one's the limited edition is due on the 22nd of August, but we don't know if that's going to happen or not. No idea yet. Fury uh, and Magnus non-limited edition is due in November. Lost in the Damned paperback, we don't know. Uh, Lionel Johnson, Lord of the First, still waiting on a date. And Sat9, we're still waiting on a date. So, obviously, COVID has had an impact on pretty much everything. So. Yeah, just have a look on the Wardstone to see if there's anything on, on their website. Yeah. 23rd of July, it says on... Um, on Waterstones. Which one's Sat 9, 23rd of July. Yeah. That seems realistic. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's a Thursday, isn't it? No idea at this point. Every day may as well be a Thursday for the after the last few months. Yeah. Trying to calendar quickly. 23rd of July. That's June. 23rd of July. Yeah, 23rd July is a Thursday. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, all right. Uh, right, uh, I guess that's it then um, yeah. on terms of the book. So um, we're going to move along into the list challenge. So that brings us to the ever eagerly awaited list challenge section. Yay. 
And uh, this month, we have decided to focus on a specific right of war, uh, rather than last month where it was the unpopular ones. This month, we've gone right. Let's try the Outcast Sons. I've never seen it in the wild. Um, So to quote from the Red Book, this right of war represents a small traitor element of an otherwise loyal legion driven to betrayal by the force of will or hubris of a powerful and influential leader. Players are, of course, free to use any right of war with any legion as loyalists or traitors. This option is provided to focus in on this particular element of a force's character, i.e. this right of war is a bit pointless. (laughs) <laughs> because you can do this with any of your other rights of war. You absolutely could. Yes. Um, you do have some limitations. Um, so characters in the detachment always have to issue and have to accept challenges against Legion Astartes uh, enemy models. Any models fighting in that challenge have preferred enemy Legionis, Legionis Astartes. Which is not a bad thing. It's not bad. Um, you can re-roll sweeping advances against enemies with the Legion Astartes special rule. So mm-hmm. if you're planning on punching people a lot, that's kind of handy, if you can sweep in advance. And also, um, I assume the same applies if you get sweeping advanced, if it's, you can re-roll the whole thing. You see what I mean? Uh, so when you're I doing would, a sweeping... I would, well, yeah, maybe. Because yeah, that's, how it works. that's how it works with the salamanders. You know yeah. I mean? It's not just... Yeah, you don't just add your initiative to the to the one when you're doing sweeping advance, it's when you're being sweeping advanced as well. Right, right. Uh, the interesting bit, and this is the one that I like, but again, the chances of it coming up are really rare. Yeah. D3 units in the detachment gain scout when the warlord of the enemy army has the same legion-specific version of the legion on his Astartes, a special rule as your warlord. So if you're playing ultramarines, traitor ultramarines, somehow, and your opponent is playing ultramarines then d3 units would gain scout but narratively this is where i I really struggled with it um before we get into it i really struggled with like well what legion do i want to put a traitor element Mm -hmm. of in because it's like well we've got traitor legions that are traitor legions and some of them have got some really good background and fluff and character and you've got the word bearers as well um so it just strikes me as an almost unnecessary right of war to me really um the opposite really i think (laughs) yeah the opposite one the orphans of betrayal which is the loyalist section of a traitor legion that's perfectly valid i think that's really good this one is just a bit meh meh yeah, yeah, it's the I only way I can fair. describe it in internet speak. It's just a bit yeah. meh. So I mean, you had a uh, Michael, you had a good kind of um, take on this. Yeah, I mean, for me, the only way that this could be interesting is if is if you go with the modelling and gameplay aspects, as if you just delve deep into the fluff or whatever. If you've like, right, I've got um, some white scars that have gotten a bit too addicted to the speed i know this is a bit stereotypical but i've got a bit too uh, addicted to the speed and i've gone a bit slaneshi you know if you model slaneshi white scars or something which i know slaneshi white scars a bit a bit uh, a bit um cliche um but yeah if if you could you know have fun with the modeling aspects of it see i approached it as not necessarily going full traitor, like having sort of Slanesh involved in the White Scars as a Michael's example, but using it, viewing it as 
taking a traitor legion and it using uh, practices and techniques that would otherwise be banned mm. within normal arena. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, All it's right. how I sort of, That's how I approached it. Um, okay. I st- I struggled that much. Part of me was tempted to do blood angels just to troll you. I must admit, Chris. <laughs> That's fair enough, and would have been me. Oh, best rewrite my list then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I that. that's okay, yeah. how I, I approached it. Was not so going because I found it really hard to, like you, like you said, come up with a, a narrative way of doing it, like a, a reason for it. Yeah, because uh, I mean, going in, like Michael said, going into the gameplay and even the modeling, you've got to have. I I can't even begin to write a list without a narrative seed behind it at least yeah so um like the white scars yes now that that story has been fleshed out in the novels no spoilers you can see why that would work um you know dark angels there's i'm sure there's some jokes somewhere about dark angels not necessarily being as loyal as they might have uh, professed to being it's almost it's almost like that's a trope within the hobby um but really Thinking about it narratively, are you going to be like, oh yeah, well this is my traitor ultramarines? Is it though? Dark Angels, you can get away with it though, because you have the the Lucerin or Lucer. Yes, exactly. That the, there's a there's a there's a documented, um, codified yeah. piece of law behind it. But you know, these are my traitor imperial fists. Well, hang on, mm. you, you've been you've been on terror since before it really kicked off. But you could. What's going on? But you could do it with the fists. You've got the Fall system, you've got the Battle of Fall, mm-hmm. and you've got the ships that go into the warp to escape there to go back to Terra. So you could do it that you know one of them gets lost in the warp, and it all goes a bit and it all gets a bit piton from there because they just get lost in the warp and they get yeah. the corruption sets in there. Get you know some legions you can kind of yeah well that, hammer, hammer a thing in but you you've got to find that yeah, crack yeah. In the, in the you're, you're kind of doing a, a few sort of um narrative loops to get to that point aren't yeah, you? You, you, you see what you, i mean yeah that, that that's kind of where I, when i was thinking blood angels i was like well you could do like post cygnus that the people thought they were dead but they were kind of being possessed and you could ally in some demons and whatnot but i was like it just feels like a bit much of a stretch yeah um so it's i found it a real fine line between is that a narrative starting point or am i just really trying to crowbar something in yeah i mean i think that's that's the thing it's the other thing i think is that because you think well okay maybe they were like corsairs or maybe they were you know they've got sick of the rules but then well that's what black shields are exactly yeah so it's 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 a weird kind of doesn't feel it falls between sort of two stalls really the only people that would do it would be those probably fanatical zealots within the loyalist forces who wanted to turn to chaos for whatever reason and yeah you're right chris potentially some sort of other sort of deus ex machina device could use as a plot thing yeah may put it off but you know just in terms of what's out there in the law not a lot so we've kind of given our reasons why we think it was a bit met and we don't see it because you could do the same thing infinitely easier just say they're traitors without having to then go through the potential you know loops um so we'll be doing a list challenge for those people who haven't listened before so we have three categories that we kind of view this on so we all talk through our lists um 
then we talk about ourselves and usually argue quite successfully uh, how bad mine is. So first <laughs> we do is uh, what is uh, fun to play with and against. So not just, you know, actually this would be a great fun army to play, but also this would be a great fun army to face, if you see what I mean. And then the, the Chris's usual strong point, which is battlefield effectiveness, um, where, you know, it's uh, how how good would this army be on a battlefield? How effective would it be, given our sort of normal standard list that we come across in the meta? And finally, uh, Michael's forte, the uh, mm-hmm. the costs and how much it would actually cost you to buy these armies mm-hmm. off the shelf. Oh, I think I will have lost and, that one this week. Michael, Michael always hacks this because he, he substitutes in 40k conversions by buying the Conquest magazine, so manages to do 3,000 points for about three quid. <laughs> That's right, yes. It's all, it's oh, all. I definitely haven't this time. Just a death card. Right, so without further ado, yeah, who, 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 who starts this time? Um, would you mind if I go first? Yes. Okay. No, of course not. Go on, <laughs> off you go. Okay, right. I decided that my theme was again. It's a bit of a cliche one, but there's an but there's an interesting character from the Space Wars in 40k who goes cornate. Skylar. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, a a uh, um a band of cornate Space Wolves. Skylar's Dark Wolves in 30k. Yep. Basically. I'll, tr- I'll okay, try. Yeah. I'll try to forgive you. No, that sounds great. I'm loving every so, minute of this. I went with a uh, Praetor, because obviously you need that to open up the right of war, really. Yeah. Uh, he's got uh, Cataprachi Terminator armor, um, a Paragon blade, um, which is mastercrafted, um, and um, he's got digital lasers, because, you know, want to get him as many attacks as possible, because this is a, a, a melee-focused list. Um, I've also taken a champion, I have also given him a Paragon Blade and Cataprachi Terminator armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Speaker of the Dead, because obviously Space Wolves, you've still got to have your free HQs for 3,000 points. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in Aetherune uh, armor, um, and he's just got the Power Maul and Bolt Pistol. Uh, I have given him Melter Bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, then in my Elites, I'm taking some Varigir. Um, the the Huskal, is it the Huskal or the Fane or the yeah, the Fane? Um, he's got a uh, well, he's got a uh, frost axe and a chain fist. Nice. Uh, four of them have got frost axes and cha- sorry, frost claws and chain fists. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to have a chain frost axe on the cha- Fane because I thought that looks cool and it also makes him stand out a bit more. Yeah. Um, and one of them has got the uh, frost, uh, has got a frost axe and a Reaper auto cannon. Nice. So it gives him a little bit of something. Something to um, do on the way in, yeah. Exactly, because you know, um, an assault squad, which uh, no jump pack assault squad, uh, just a ten man squad with one, um, one power fist, sorry, power axe, um, and they've also got melter bombs. And the sergeant has got artificer armor and a power fist, so that's the hope for that one is uh, is melter bombing and some stuff to death. Mm-hmm. Two identical gray slayer packs, twenty men each, five bolters, five combat shields, nine power axes, of excelia. Uh, the um, the huskarl has artificer armor, a heavy chainsaw because I think they look cool, mm-hmm. and melter bombs. And in my heavy support, we've got a fire raptor with the um, 
the te- with the um, Reaper auto cannons because everyone loves a fire raptor. Yeah. I really as, long as, as long as they don't have to build it. Yeah, agreed. I've still got one to build at some point. I just can't decide whether it's going to be a Space Wars one or a um, Death Guard one. And a Spartan, this is what the uh, the Varigir and the HQs are going to go in. And then finally, a Lord of War to put all my assault squads in and Mastodon. Your dear old friend. Dear old friend. So Giving her some loving. So I'm going to force the Mastodon and the um, and the Spartan up the field and out are going to pour, you know, 40 raving mad cornate space walls. I'm glad that sentence ended in the field. Um, <laughs> didn't didn't we try that except with word bearers? Yes, I was going to I was going to say, <laughs> even after personal experience, you're bringing back turn two Tony again. <laughs> yep, because I think it would look cool to have, you know, 40 raving mad space walls jump out at it even though they'll probably die before they get there. And it'll be like, right, yeah, you've won the game. You've killed my entire army, basically. Okay, good choice. There'll be a bunch of word bearers sat in Spartans going, I'm not going to bother getting out. Yeah, we'll just sit here and shoot him to death. It's so much easier. So so that's basically the sort of tactic there, Michael. It's a Cornite crazy word bearers crossover. When everybody bundles out, 10 men. So you put the Varagir and the and the um, HQ in the Spartan and everybody else band goes into the yeah the only thing I'm unsure about is the fact that I've given five of them five of the uh, of the Grey Slayers um I think I guess they're I think I called them Grey Hunters um they're not they're Grey Slayers uh, I've given them five of them shields and I'm thinking why would any self-respecting cornate warrior have a flipping shield because you can hit somebody with it yeah I think it's unreasonable to be honest I get where you're coming from. Is maybe if you're that crazy, but yeah, you can still hit people with it. I'm sure shields are a perfectly reasonable thing in Corn's lexicon, but yeah, I get where you're coming yeah. from. Um, there's the big demon Mal oh, Mazarel. He's got a shield on his arm. So. Ah, he does, doesn't he? Valkyr the bloody has a massive shield. That is true. Okay, fair enough. You've you've, you've sold it to me now. Sold. Okay, very good. Yeah, nice. I, so I who- have to use a bunch of Corn Berserker bits to. Uh, and stuff to build these guys. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not going to vote for it, Michael. But there you go. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get to be accused of there being a conspiracy in a minute. No, no, I, get, I, 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 think... I get to. I get to. I get to pretend to be Graham at the moment and go. Nonsense. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. Um. So the the sort of narrative is the narrative tie-in is that actually this did happen later on, and you know they kind of fall into the dark thirst or whatever. So makes sense. Okay, who's next? I can go next if people want. Yeah, yeah go for get it. it out of the way. So, um, <laughs> you ready, Chris? Just warming up there. So he's got, boot, he's got a boo button this time, not 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 the <laughs> not the tangent button. He's got the he's got the disapproving hisses and boos. Yeah. So uh, I've gone for probably a cliche, but not certainly um, more of a cliche than. So I've gone for white scars for my traitors, uh, simply because there is documentary evidence, I suppose, um, that they're the white scars. So uh, trying to fit this in was, was quite interesting. So I've got I've gone I've got a Praetor to start with, obviously, um, fully fully kitted out Praetor. So I've gone for the old Power Fist 
and um, Paragon Blade combo. I did wonder about this. You can technically do it, but it's like, how would you drive the bike? But I'm not worried about that too much. Um, <laughs> strap somewhere. I, I suppose you could strap the sword. Or, up or you turn the power it. fist off and just use it as a normal hand. You could say, yeah, you just turn the power fist down. Yeah. yeah okay. Anyway, just, a, just thought it was a bit weird. So obviously the Paragon, the um, Praetor comes with Artist for Armour, so I'm going to use that. Um, I've given him a uh, Iron Halo uh, as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. to give him the old four plus and um, a Cyberhawk, all digital, like it's a Mastercraft, a single weapon. So, yeah, he's going to be rolling in and um, doing some damage. Uh, bikes are great, I think 45 points for upgrade. They give you a 12 inch movement and a two plus save and plus one toughness. Yeah, so superb things. So, uh, secondly, <laughs> I've got a Legion champion, very deriger right now. Mm-hmm. So, he's obviously. Taking a champion, you're taking a paragon blade on a bike. Um, so I gave him a uh, because of the jink save, right? So I thought, oh, this is a good way to save some points if you've got a bike, right? So the jink save on a bike's four plus, um, three plus actually if you're uh, white scars because they're skilled riders, so that's a great save. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, well, actually, I don't need a the only sort of invulnerable save you can give them is a refractor field to give them a five plus the best saving gets a five plus for this champion so i thought actually i don't uh, if i'm driving forward i'll just jink which gives me a three plus and in close combat rather than spending 10 points for a refractor place if i spend five points for a combat shield i still get the five plus genius i thought save myself five points mm, this is how the, i roll where does the shield go on the bike that's the same places where you put the power fist all right okay. or turn it off <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be like you know walking walking closet of different weapons and things hanging off this bike but <laughs> hey there you go you can do it and then uh, my third choice same again on a bike but gone for a chaplain this time um because of the hatred is a really useful thing it's a re-rolling saves if you're going for a close combat army so he's just gone for i actually gave him a power lance right which i've never done before Ooh. so as croesus as a power lance a power lance great pretty thematic with the old white scars Definitely. and um gives you a i think on the i'll have to look at the rules again but it gives you a ap2 hit i think at normal initiative when you're doing something charging i think yeah so really cool weapon actually one that i thought oh, i wonder why i don't see many of them because actually that's pretty good yeah, so because there isn't yeah. a component for it basically yeah so the strength plus one um or user and then it's ap3 or, f- or four and i think it's um it's ap3 sorry if you're charging so pretty good i think plus one strength so strength five so not bad so anyway that's my three hqs so They'd be going in a squad together, not unsurprisingly. Um, then I've gone for a, an Apoca 3, just an Apoca detachment one with a bike. Um, and I think I might have rather amusingly given him an augury scanner or something. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So, but he's got nothing else. He's got a power sword, though, just so he's got something. And melter bombs, in case we have to go up against any vehicles. Um, and then I've gone for three tactical squads. These are all identical. So they're all basically your normal tactical squads. Um, additional close combat weapons with a rhino. Um, with a dozer blade on the rhino, and then the sergeant's got artists for armor and um, melter bombs. So that's my normal kind of loadout for 
those guys all with bolters not close combat weapons so they'll be there to grab objectives and basically get onto objectives get points that way when needed and then in the fast attack which is obviously the domain of the um white scars uh skilled hunter once again just remind it's plus one to your jink saves so you know three plus um so i've got two identical nearly identical sorry uh jet bike sky hunter squads these are six man ones um with the upgrade to the sergeant and the, the sergeants have got power fists well this one's this sergeant's got power fist I've got heavy bolters and one of them's got a plasma cannon which i thought was a nice nice thing and they've mm-hmm. all got melters so that's on that one and on the second one similar squad but uh yeah two plasma cannons on that one rather than uh, just the one on the other one because every three models can take a sort of heavy weapon upgrade. Yeah. So I thought plasma cannons, pretty good in case I get terminators. The AP2 will be useful. And then I've gone for something for please, Michael. I'm playing to the crowd here. So I've gone for a, a saber strike squadron. Ooh. So two of those, um, just basically as as the world intended them with auto cannons, heavy bolters. But I've given each one of them um, two of those saber missiles. So mm. 75 points. I mean, they're not greatly armoured, but they're quick. They fit the army theme quite well. Um, and then uh, heavy support, I've gone for a jet bike, Sky Slayer Squad, sort of classics, really. Um, these are all taking um, multi-melters, and the one's been upgraded to the sergeant. Um, but that's that's really it for them. Nothing special on those guys at all. And Sakaran, Arcus, of course, a classic with side sponsored heavy bolters, uh, dozer blade with the sky hunter missiles. So basically that's my anti-air thing. And then finally for some anti-tank uh, long range sniping of Spartans, I've gone for a three, three vindicator squads, which I think are a great addition to any army. Three of these guys, uh, the last cannon versions, not strength 10 versions um, with one of, with the um, squadron command tank. So anything within 24, I think they get tank hunter for. Yeah. So they've already got this great ordnance weapon. They can fire it three times each. So it's a huge volley of you know, potentially AP1 damaging um, shots coming in, wrecking tanks left, right, and centre. So whole army's mobile, very much of sort of charge forwards, get the get the squads in combat, really ruin somebody's day. So yeah. that was it. But yeah. the reality is you'd probably take one of the other um, uh, rights of war uh, but the only slight thing where this you, what you can do with this one that you can't do with the other ones is the other ones have got very limited number of heavy support slots. Um, so, for example, I think the Chagorian Brotherhood or something, you can take one heavy support choice. So, But with this one, you can take three um, as long as you've got the same number of fast attack choices for the, for the army. So, like I said, it was mainly the only kind of way or narratively the only one I could think of that would have a justification that I'm aware of for that. So that was me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like, I like that one. Like it. No, no defence line. Noted. Not with that army. Like, Not no, with that no, army. no, it really works. Yeah. No, I like that. Who next then, me or Chris? Let's go with you and then Chris can finish up. Right, yeah. Well, I went with something that has, again, plenty of uh, background um, validity, shall we say. I went with Dark Angels. Mm. <laughs> uh, I went for some uh, Lutheran traitors. Uh, so I have a Praetor in cataphracty armour. 
mm-hmm. with a mastercrafted paragon blade and a grenade harness. That's it. Keeping th- still just got a combi bolter, just keeping fairly fairly cheap. Yeah, hundred and eighty points. Then uh, second HQ, I have a level two librarian console with biomancy, mm-hmm. uh, and he just has cataphracty armor. That's it, because the power weapon is automatically upgraded to a force weapon for the librarian. Uh, These are all swords as well, because Dark Angels get plus one to hit with sword weapons. Oh, nice. So that's that's my two HQs, nice and simple. Elites, I have ten Inner Circle Knight Cenobium. Ooh, nice. In a dedicated Spartan assault tank with armored ceramite. Nice. So the nice. the two HQs are going in there. So they, yep, it's all AP three in combat, but all ten of those guys have got the plasma shooty things as well, so they can soften up terminators on the way in. They can they can do some do some damage uh, there. Uh, troops, I have two identical only two two troops choices. And they're both identical, because I like doing that. And that's ten breaches. The mm. sergeant has artificer armor and a power sword. Again, um, plus one to hit with that power sword. They all have melter bombs, and there's two graviton guns in the unit. And they are in a dedicated Landrader Phobos with armored ceramite and a multi-melter on the pintle. Nice. So that's two of those. So there's 20 breaches in two land raiders, basically. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then in heavy support, I've got a Sakaran Venator mm. with armoured ceramite and a pintle-mounted combi bolter, mainly just to give you 50-50 on that weapon destroyed. So it's got another weapon to destroy. That, yeah, because actually that would give you 33% because it's already got a, a oh, heavy yeah, bolter. Already, it's already got a heavy bolter, yeah, that's true. So that's uh, even better odds even better odds there's also a sicaran omega Ooh. with armored ceramite and a pintle mounted combi bolter again for increasing those odds yeah. for, for five points and then final heavy support choice is a sicaran arcus oh, with armored ceramite sky spear warheads and a pintle mounted heavy bolter because i had five points spare and the heavy bolter is five points more than the pintle mounted combi bolter yes so three thousand points on the nose Nice. So, you, so you've got a Spartan full of death, two Land Raiders full of breaches, and then three different Sikar, three different Sikarans bezzing around killing stuff. Mm, lovely. So, uh, just a quick question, more out of professional professional interest. I never put armor ceramite on tanks unless they're like a super heavy, and it's just because personally I think it's like twenty points. And also, like four of them, you could buy another tank. But uh, oh, yeah, I've got six. I've got six of them here. I've got six <laughs> sets of armored ceramite. However, so can, go on. Some of my formative heresy experiences involved <laughs> involved Alpha Legion and Seekers and Dinah, uh, and it's just boring. So <laughs> I'll pay twenty points to keep the hundred pound model that I've enjoyed painting on the table. And to take your one-trick pony and send it to the knacker's yard and turn it to glue. <laughs> I suppose the the argument. I mean, it wasn't a criticism. No, don't get me wrong. Actually, oh no, I realise that. Um, uh, my criticism um, is is with Dinat because he's just bent. He's just yes. broken. Um. So yeah, that is a that is a good point. But yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like you start t- totting up the upgrades, and it's like wow, that's a ton of points. Same with the machine spirit 
stuff as well that gets really expensive but yeah i like that a lot actually so you've got a hard-hitting squad with those lovely um new terminators yeah. and you've got the breaches which is going to be very thematic with the shields yeah exactly i was really disappointed you can't give a cataphracty praetor a shield <sighs> it would look oh what was that sorry it's got i've got my window open so you can hear traffic yeah. uh, fair enough fair enough um yeah no that would be cool if you could have a dark angel praetor for shields yeah you never know you may be at some point yeah i think um actually this is an interesting one when i was doing this and i had a few thoughts on this we use champions a lot right because they're you know they're a good way of getting another paragon blade into the mix but i was thinking actually is it worth taking a champion or is it are you better off taking another praetor and giving him the paragon blade but points wise i was i was i was tempted with this when i had the first praetor obviously to unlock the right i was like i'm not going to have three hqs because it's going to be too expensive and i was looking i was thinking i'm half tempted just to put another beat stick praetor in there i've got two of them coming charging out you know because i was thinking that the champions the only special on the champion unless i've got it wrong is that divine intervention thing that they can do he gets plus one weapon skill as well he gets weapon skill six which which i think a praetor has default uh, yes, that's true. He does. So I was just thinking, and they get an extra wound with the Praetor, and they come with Artisfar armor, but they are obviously start at 100 points. Mm-hmm. Giving just that, it's a Mastercraft weapon as well. Okay, fair enough then. So yeah, so it would it would probably be about 14 points more. So the, you the, pra- the-, the Praetor, the, the the champion is basically a cheap way, as well a cheaper way. Of getting another paragon and blade in there. If you mm-hmm. want another praetor, fine. You can put another praetor in, but there's. I don't think there's that much point when you can just put in another uh, 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 champion. I'm just thinking the extra wound, for example, um, that you get on the praetor. It's probably not worth 45 points, but it might be worth 20 points if praetor. it was that. If that was back as well. You what, mate? The praetor has an extra attack as well. He has four attacks as opposed to a champion would have three standard and then four on the charge. Does the okay. champion get extra attack? No. No. doesn't mm. get rage or anything like that. Oh, fair no, he gets the extra weapon skill and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just, just curious because I was thinking, mm, actually, but very rarely do you use double Praetors. You, we tend to use Praetor and champions. It feels, I think there's also feels, a thematic issue. As exactly, well. that's what I was going to say. Why would... More why two officers that senior be in the same task force i'm just looking at now i'm i'm in laboring under a false impression that like praetors is like zero no they're not zero to one because it says you can only have one per thousand yeah it's one per thousand yeah i've seen i've seen space wolf armies run three praetors Mm. because when you get seven attacks on the charge at weapon skill seven and strength six with the paragon blade then yeah it it, it, it hurts big style when you have three of them so, so it's kind of diverted a bit there. With a Paragon Blade, it's going to rock in at 100 points. No, because I think uh, it's 45 points for the upgrade. For, 35 for the champion. And then 25 points for the... For the so it's a, a champion's 50 points, aren't they? Out of yeah. the bag, free. And then, then the... So it's 110 points. And then Altisavar Armour would be another 10. 10 points. So 120. And then a Praetor... Would be 100 points, 25 points for the um, and they've got the 
Hit another two plus save because he gets the artist realm for free. Twenty for the paragon blade, not twenty-five. Oh, was it twenty? I was it was twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, I think it is twenty-five for the for the praetor. Yeah. So you see what I mean? It's not a man line, look, it, right? Man looks up thing on in book. Yeah. Uh, Just something that I was thinking about. Actually, maybe the the. the oh yeah, Paragon Blade is twenty-five. The oh, uh, the the Terminator one's only twenty points for a Paragon Blade. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. That's where I got that from. So yeah, so yeah, I just thought actually maybe for the extra wound the, and extra the initiative's attack. the same and the extra attack, you might be better off just having another another um, Praetor in there. Just something to think about. Anyway, sorry, completely diverted that, but it was just an interesting little rules snippet. So uh, we got where you're coming from, charge forward, but plenty of shooting as well, I noticed, which I like mm. to see, obviously. Lots of las cannons and tanks there. The, the anti-tank is kind of built into the transports, really. But obviously well, yeah. the, the Venator and the uh, Sicar and Amiga, even the Arcus to a certain extent. The Arcus is no slouch. I mean, if, you, if it doesn't move, it's eight shots at strength eight. That's still pretty good chances yeah. of getting something. That if it's not on a um, Spartan with a flare shield, of course. But yeah, yeah I mean, good. I mean, the uh, the 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 um, I love the Venator model. It always makes me angry that it never does more than it should. But mm-hmm. if you can get lucky like I did against you that time. Yeah. Um, oh no, was it against you? Yeah, it might have been getting a load of shots off that were basically pretty the super heavy from firing. Yeah, you stopped my, you shot my glaive down for three turns. That's right. So that was really lucky. So yeah. Anyway, very cool. I like it a lot. Nice theme. So finally, Mr. Chris. Yes. So as already discussed, I went with an approach of it being uh, things that you wouldn't normally fall within the remit of sort of how an, a, a legion would operate um so i chose the imperial fists um for mine okay for my one. controversial um, very know, right? um and basically the approach was these are the things so dawn outlawed. actually sorry chris i've just got to say one thing i was gonna do imperial fists just for lols for a bit of trolling and because uh, i thought he's gonna freak out if i do that but you've you've gone there. You've yeah. actually gone there. You but went there. Yeah, so I'm doing it. It's basically um, I'm filling for time because Battle Scribe is currently loading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was basically these are the so the fist uh, there. Dawn outlaws his psychers to start. Yes, yes, yes. They yes. All get locked away. We kind uh, the fists kind of have a a not upstanding approach to war but you know they don't sort of go as deep as some of the other legions into the the, the dirty side of things yeah. um so i thought i'd sort of reverse that so my first hq choice is an easter terrorist Ooh. uh psychic master level two tartarus terminator armor no sorry uh yes tartarus terminator armor and uh visual pattern storm shield because mm-hmm. Fists and we can take storm shields on Terminator. Totally. Three plus. Perfect. Exactly. Mm. Um, Tartarus armor because obviously swooping and fast. Mm. And you can run. And you yep. get the three plus instead of the five plus doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, oh, so you're saying about having a Praetor with a shield and a sword? Well, fists are the guys that can do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a Praetor to give me the right of war. Uh, he has got Paragon Blade, Tartarus Armor, Facial Pants, Storm Shield, and the Corpus Miramir um, 
Sayakana and digital well, laser. All right, yeah. Um, talk to, imagine you're talking to somebody who doesn't no, know what that means. Yeah, no, that's fine. Give me one second, chaps. It's going to have to. Is this the one that makes you a psyker, kind of? Yeah, it makes you a psyker. Uh, corpus. I'd forgotten about the esoterist. I probably would have done that with mine instead of a normal library. Yeah, I did. Uh, there was a version of this list that had both in. But I don't really see the benefit of having um, both of them in there. So Corpus, Miramir, uh, Legion Praetor, Magus Prime, Magus Dominus. So when activated, roll a d6 and consult the table below. Uh, Psychic. So result for one, psychic power misfortune from the divination discipline is manifested. However, the player targets the unit containing the model for which the Corpus was purchased. Uh, a two uh, can be foreboding. Have uh, the effects applied to the model? Yep. Uh, the third one is precognition. The fourth one is perfect timing. The fifth one is shrouding. And the sixth one is where it, it goes wrong and you can die, <laughs> basically. Oh. Um, so, yeah, uh, overcome by the baleful, energy, uh, baleful energies. And detonates, causing strength three AP two hit with the fleshbane special rule to all models within three inches. So it can go wrong. It can. Um, but as I said, this is the fists playing out of the dirty tricks handbook. Yeah. So they're just going right. Well, this there's this thing, desperate and measures and all that. This is a, we'll use that. Uh, third HQ choice, going crazy, is a siege breaker. Oh, I can awesome. see where this is going. Two Phosphex Bombs, Power Fist, uh, Tartarus, uh, Terminator Armor, and Virgil Pan Storm Shield. A Destroyer Squad of mm-hmm. 10. Uh, jump Packs, uh, Missile Launcher with Suspenser Web and Rad Missiles, uh, and Psych Out Missiles, Psych Out Grenades, and a Toxiferon Flamer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nullificators Squad. Nice. Uh, which is seven men in total, including the sergeant, basically. Um, four shock mauls, two power fists, all with the flamers. Uh, the sergeant has a flamer as well. Then two uh, breacher squads. So one squad has melter bombs. Um, and the other squad doesn't have melt bombs, but does have a Nuncio box. Two Saber Strike Tanks mm. in separate units with the Neutron Blasters. Okay. Two Arquitor Bombards. Ooh. Ooh, nice choice. Normal uh, Bombard, not the Grav or anything, because they've got the normal template. Also, they've got the Carcass Rounds. <laughs> and I'm playing out the Dirty Tricks book. That's... What? So you just so you're just going to irritate people with pointless munitions? Yeah, exactly. yeah basically, you're just going to lull them, you know, yeah. like troll them. It's, it's, like, Kelly, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Kelly's heroes when Oddball accidentally shoots the tiger tank with paint. Because I then have three reducers. <laughs> right, three reducers. Yeah. Yeah. You're right now. You're not kidding. Yeah, exactly. And because I've got the siege breaker. Um, give them the. They've got the phosphex shells. Yeah. Pointless phosphex shells, yes. 
Mm, interesting. I mean, it doesn't say whether you have to have one or the other, and I assume you can swap if you want. But no, you you take only phosphate shells if you've got phosphate shells. Oh, That's it? the only thing you can take. You can't have the strength ten. Yeah, it, oh, replaces, right. it, it replaces them. You don't have the option. In that case, I'd probably take one out and put it in a separate squad, and just give that one the phosphate. Unfortunately, shell. you can't because it's a zero to one choice. Oh yeah, isn't it? Oh well. This I is mean, you don't, you this, don't have this, to give you don't have to give them phosphate shells. There's no, no, no points in it, is there? No. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. This is why you do your list challenge list before the show starts, kids. Oh, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like the theme of this one. I think it's quite interesting because you're right. Of course you do. It's got artillery in it. No, no, no it was <laughs> what I liked. It was, goodness sake. <laughs> um, for goodness sake. For goodness sake. I mean. The, the what I like about it, in truth, is the the um, psychers thing because that does make sense, right? It's like actually, you know what we, although Dawn said this, you can stick it. We're going to go and do crazy warp-based shenanigans. So I think that's a good concept. It sells it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was that was my starting point. Everything else sort of got, and I yeah I did leave it late to do this, you know, but. And that was a kernel of thought at the start. Yeah. And then, so basically, once they'd already started down this road, it was like everything else is fair game. You know, the book yeah. of dirty tricks has been opened. We can do what we want now. Which, yeah. again, is a good concept. Yeah, pretty, much, pretty much exactly how horror started. I assume there will be some, um, what you call it, uh, uh, demon summoning as well. Yeah. The terrorists, therefore. Yeah. All the, all the dirty tricks, which basically, yeah, summon up demons, whatever's. Whatever is necessary to win the war, yeah, isn't it? You know, yeah, you, you, that that makes sense. There's a there's a narrative theme there, which oh, isn't the last resort kind of thing, which isn't Devs Ex Machina by saying they got stuck in the warp and got corrupted. It's basically actually we know that Dawn said there'd be no librarians and they rebelled against it, which would make total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so what do we think then? Fun so. to play against and with. Uh, if I might go first here, I actually am torn between Graham and Rob's list as fun to play against and with. I like Chris's, but I think Graham and, Graham and Rob's are just sort of edging it out. This is a really hard one because they all sound really fun. I'm not counting yeah. mine, obviously, but oh, God, yeah, that's well, hard. I, I, I like Chris's. Corn uh, Space Wolves, pretty jazzy. Well, it it gets my seal of disapproval. But yes, that's <laughs> just natural Fenrisian bias. I like, the thing I like is that you were both going to troll me with two different my own, two of my own legions, and yet I'm the one that did it. And, and, and I'm getting offended because somebody did it with my legion. Yes, I really <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that um, line from Terminator Two: Fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony. Oh no, it's Matrix, not, not Terminator Two. But anyway. So in terms of if we were going to say fun to play against, part of that fun would be somebody turning up and saying, these are traitor X, right? And your reaction to that would be, Ooh, that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a segue or, Oh yeah, that makes total sense. Right. So I think in that, under those things, my white scars is not really, doesn't really do that. They could be, they could be loyalists just as well. They could be traitors. I think anybody who's read the books would be like, yeah, fine. Yeah. um, But I think in terms of interesting story, I I think Chris has just edged that for me, you know, to actually somebody said, actually, I'm taking these Imperial Fists, but this is why there's a good story behind it. Yeah. From a creative narrative point of view, I will give that one to Mills the Younger. Agreed. 
Thank you very much, Chaps. Yeah, I think so. I think that was a good one. That was a good way of doing it. Um, I like it's a out of all the legions to segue into this particular yeah, challenge, that was the hardest, and you did it's, it. It's less obvious that yeah. it's less cliched as the word is. Yeah, it was yeah. the example I picked at the start of well, how the heck do you do this? They've been sat on terror for however long, and funnily enough, he's been sat there. You know, I mean, he's probably had to turn his dawn model round or put it in a box somewhere <laughs> so he couldn't see what he was doing. But. He's he's never going to do this, you know. He just. Gone down the slippery slope and found yeah. themselves on the wrong side. Yeah, absolutely. If, it's like, it's, if, if this if, if this unit or this you know group turned up and Dawn went, oh, what are you doing? He would merge them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I so mean, that's, 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 that's other... presuming they turned up before the iron cage. After which. Dawn's opinion is going to be fairly irrelevant, really, isn't it? <laughs> you had to get that in, didn't you? Um, <laughs> I thought I'd do it rather than you, Graham. I wasn't going to go there because I was quite nervous. Right. Nice. Okay. Well, I think based on that, then, that yeah. uh, Chris has that one. It's the first time he's got fun to play. No, it's no, the second it's time. It's the second time. Second time. Second time. <laughs> so I'll update that now. Okay. Uh, right. Um, what about battlefield effectiveness? I mean, I'm not getting this straight away, so. Yeah, neither am I. I don't think I can. I don't know why. Why are you putting yourself out of that out of that running? I've only got two troop choices. So I haven't right. vehicles or apothecaries to support. Oh, no. Sorry, I was make, I actually meant that for for, for Michael. Apologies. Oh. Um, but yeah, I get where you're coming from. You only two troop troop choices, and you've you've put some stuff in there that isn't massively effective, but it fits the theme really well. Yeah, basically, as soon as my Mastodon gets killed in turn two. <laughs> the army is gone. As it I mean, were, that's, that's great. It's the price you pay for turn two, Tony. Yeah. If it's it grace. survives, I think it will be. I think it would be very Lions horrible. Good. I think it would be very horrible if it survives. It's it's kind of like a one, not a one trick pony, but it's got one tactic, which is drive forward, hope this stuff doesn't die, and then jump out and cause me all sorts of bother. Yeah. But it's exactly. that. Everybody, everybody and everything that on the other side of the, the the fence, if you like, is going to be shooting at that master to bring it down. It's going to be like, bring it down. This thing, you know, everything else. I mean, you could sneak the the Praetor squad in, of course, because everybody's concentrating on the, the big target. But whether he would have enough to carry the day on his own with that squad is a is a question, I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so that's so. Let's just um. Obviously, mine's a lot, lot of jet bikes and a lot of shooting, um, which is effective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've got three troop choices, and Rob has you, got two. I think that's the end. Can't pin it down. I mean, against yours, Graham, I just sort of stand back and shoot you with las cannons to start with until you slowed down. Yeah, I suppose it's you know, the, the Amiga at the Amiga. If I did the rapid fire, is it heavy six with the plasma? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt jet bikes. It's gonna make you take a lot of um, things. I've got three plus cover save because of the right, yeah, you do. So the one that you really want is actually the normal um, Arcus, the Karen, because you don't get no. The, the Arcus was good for that as well because that means they got to re-roll them. Yeah, they're successful. But the the, um, the, the normal, normal arc, one, the, the rapid normal, tracking, you don't get any, yeah, do you? You don't get any, which is why you know, Pete Reese wants them gone as quickly as possible when they're playing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because you know, three plus is a fantastic and moving twelve. You know, they've all got melter bombs on them. 
Praetors are in there with some anti-tank as well as actually some reasonable anti-tank in the we know from our own experiences recently how good the Vindicators are yeah. in that role yeah, mine wouldn't be fun to play against I don't think to be honest with you I think it wouldn't be a, this it is would be, effectiveness I know but I'm just saying it's it's a bit of a it's a tough army that I've put together there I've got to be honest I think yeah and that's why I think yours would I don't know it's it's <sighs> Chris's is going to do some stuff, but... Mm. It's not going to do a lot. Um, it's piecemeal stuff. It, you know, it's a... Yeah. Army. It's not a. It, it, it's not an army to win games. You know, there was that thing on... Greg was asking about list challenge, you know, what people, how people build their lists. You know, effective 40 to 50% of the time is what I said. That, that's not what I would base this list on I, it would just be a case of i'd, I'd have fun doing it i'm tempted i'll do a lot i'm oh it's it's a hard one again it's between graham and rob but i think i'm gonna have to give rob this one myself see i think Balfour, i think the scars just because they are so hard to hit yeah having that jink oh. anytime, anytime. They're, never, they're never where you want them to be yeah in which case, because they can't vote for each other, I think we might have a draw there. Yeah, that's true, Ralph. Right. Okay, Fair that's enough. a draw then. Um, all right, so costs. Okay, this is going to be fun. Um, so jet bikes are not cheap. Yeah, they really are. Mine is 1140 so big money. Big money for that army. Oh, I can beat that. (laughs) Oh, he's adding it up now. Plus 95, plus 95. Listen to us do maths. There we go. 950. Yeah, the only only thing that isn't coming from Forge World is the Mark III plastics. The rest of it, everything's coming from Forge World. Super expensive. So yours was 940, was it, Chris? Mine's 950. Oh, I can beat I can beat that. <laughs> I've got eight nine six. Oh, cheap as chips. Yeah, I've got one. Let me I've just move up the numbers here then. Cool, let's just show I've, I've got one. It's because everything's shoved into the Mastodon, which is the most of the money. I've got a I've got a point. Go on then. So this is all from Forge World, including twenty resin breaches and two Mark II B land raiders. Mm-hmm. Not plas- not plastic land raiders. Okay. Eight hundred and sixty two. Oh, head to the post there, but nice one. All right, awesome. If you if you if you converted plastic breaches from Mark threes or Mark fours, and you used plastic land raiders, you could save a hundred and fifty quid on that, probably. Nice, wowzers. So, I so think it's that... actually not that an expensive an army, considering the ten inner circle knights are a hundred and twenty three quid. Yeah, yeah. Nine fifty is my total. Yeah. So that means that Rob wins the, this challenge because you've yeah. got a point for Battlefield Effectiveness and you've got a point for cost. Congratulations. Well done, Rob. And with chuffing Dark Angels and all. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, there trolling, you go. Trolling myself now. <laughs> Great stuff. All, all right. right so, so there we go. Well, so there we go. Yeah, yeah. Outcast Sons are very peculiar and not often seen for pretty good reasons, we think. Um, 
challenge but i think there was some great stuff in there and interesting to hear all the people's diff it provoked a narrative yeah. so, which is quite good right yeah so, yeah so what we'll do now is we'll head off i'll talk about events and then we'll go into the close Okay, and it's just Michael here to cover the forthcoming events that we hope, hope are going to happen. So let's run through what we've got that we know of. So nothing until the 30th of August. Uh, so July is empty um, as, you know, gatherings are banned right now. Uh, 30th of August, burning of Prospero at West Furrock. That's a mournful event, uh, sorry, a mournful podcast event and is restricted to armies from the Prospero, uh, campaign. 5th of September is the scarring of Alsfer, uh, Southampton. That's a doubles event run by, uh, 30k Frontier. Um, they do a good job running them, so might be worth taking a look at. 18th of September, Company of Legends 2020. We still got it down, but if it does happen, there will have to be some changes um, to the way things are done, specifically in terms of uh, food uh, preparation, because uh, regulations around that are quite strict right now, understandably. Uh, 26th September is the purging of Delta Garmin 4 in Eastleigh. So that looks uh, that's a good one event. Um, 24th of October would be Company of Legends 2020, the rescheduled March event again. We hope this is going to happen. We don't know as yet because everything's up in the air um, with that one. It's all dependent on the venue, really, whatever the venue say happens. Um, 24th of October is also another Scarring of Alpha event down in Southampton, doubles. Uh, 1st of November, it's Decimation in Eastleigh, another doubles event. So lots of doubles events uh, scheduled in for this year. Uh, 14th of November, the Death Rose of... Uh, it's, it's now it's further back in the air. I've got to say it the more. The death rows of Tirana Smararag. God, I hate you, Kieran. The death rows of Tirana Smarag part two at Common Ground Games in Sterling. And the 21st of November is the fall of Damochan. That's a boards and swords hobbies in Derby. Now, this is an Imperialist militia and solar auxiliar event only, which is very interesting. And next year, we have an event, uh, 20th of February, Firefight in Eastleigh. That's a Centurion-only event. Now, obviously, we don't know how many of these events will actually go ahead um, because everything is up in the air. We don't know what the regulations are going to be from day to day, so we'll see. Uh, so what we'll do now is we'll run into the close being pointed out that I forgot to say links are for all these events are in our show notes. Keep an eye on those. The event organizers will be the people to speak to, to see if these are going ahead. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of another show. Um, I hope you've had a good time listening to us. We had a good time making it. Well, I, I think Graham and did. did. Did anyone else? <laughs> I think I think we can we can we can say we're going to be here for another month. 
Yes, yeah, well, we'll be here next month. Yeah, we're not um, going anywhere just yet. Not going anywhere <laughs> just yet. Um, yeah, so that that was good. Um, yeah, so if you like us, um, give us a review on iTunes. That would be that would be awesome. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, links in the show notes. Um, and you know that that's great because you know it makes us feel good, especially Graham. Um, it's yeah, all about you, me. It's if, all you, about if, you, if you happen to own a server farm and can download the show fifteen thousand times in an hour, please do. Yeah, yeah. Count at Graham. And yeah, so and if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so. Uh, you can post on our Facebook wall or send us a message on there, or there's an email: therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. Um, and if you want to help out the show, we've got some affiliate links. We've got affiliate links with Audible. Uh, so you can sign up to get your Horus Heresy um, audiobooks uh, through them, uh, which is uh, $7.99 a month for an audiobook. Uh, first month is free. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. I use it. Um, and all the black, most, sorry, I say most of the Black Library books is on there. Sons of the Selenar isn't on there yet, which is annoying, but uh, it'll get there eventually. Lockdown has changed a lot of stuff um you can also become a patron of the show uh pop a couple of dollars in our tip joe we are eternally grateful and you know what? we should really do something for the patrons every show we should like like shout them out or something we'll sort that out for next show yep yeah we'll sort out that for next show we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get someone to sing a song at the end or something will we we'll do something yeah we'll do something okay um and why don't we it's get them to send in their raven guard lists okay Ooh. yeah we could ask them that sounds good okay we're going to put out a, a thing on the patreon uh probably in a couple of days and we'll see if you want to send us some lists and we'll pick out a uh, a favorite or two that'll be cool um all right um and yeah and as i said we've also got a couple of um a couple of uh, affiliates with stores we've got an affiliate with uh, the outpost new new store down in sheffield i ordered from them the other day i arrived today um it was actually a really good well-packed timely delivered order i was very happy with it and um we also have our affiliate account as ever with element games um, so if you want to go through the link on the on the website, same with the outpost, you can um, you can get that there. And again, we've got crystal code, so you can double your crystals if you want to use one of our codes. If not, use a friend's code. It, it, it's just as good, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all about spreading the joy, isn't it? You know, you get the double codes. But we'd like it if you did it with us, because then we can get some crystals to spend on stuff. Yeah, I'm being cheeky there, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of um, what it's for. Yeah, it is kind of what it's for, you know. You get double crystals, and then we get some crystals. So they are. So we've got uh, crystal codes. Our Chris's is CHR211. Graham's is GRA2794. Mine is MIC440. And Rob's is ROB676. And they are in the show notes as well. Um, and that's basically all we got time for this month. Next month, we're going to do Raven Guard. We kind of already spoiled that by asking people for Raven Guard lists. But yeah, yeah. the conversation that we just had <laughs> going to the show. Yeah, Raven Guard's going to be an interesting one because it's sort of like they don't have a very specific color scheme other than black. They have a, they have a very specific color scheme, is well, you know what I mean. It's like it's like as a painting challenge, what we're going to do when we talk about painting them is it's it's black. Abaddon black, dunk, dry. Yeah. It's black. No. <laughs> <laughs> Paint them ash and grey, 
and then just just paint a bunch of uh, basil- uh, 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 non oil over it or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with black is you can't dry brush it. Layer metallic. The, there's black. a there's a reason on the aforementioned Age of Darkness podcast that Miles's painting section is called painting black and other colours okay. because don't just paint it black. We will have a look and see if there's any interesting guides out there on the internet on how well to paint Raven God. It's, you know what? It's not just their armor. They also have a very distinctive skin shade as well. They do. I see some Raven God and they're all painted black. Yeah, okay. the paint. There we are. That's the song for the Patreons. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right, now we're going to... Normally we'd end the show with a bit of music, but tonight we're going to end it with um the amount of time that um mr floyd had someone kneel on his neck for because in support of this statement we made earlier on in the show we think that's kind of significant <laughs>